What's up, y'all? Welcome back to the Players Club podcast, the premiere, or I, it feels weird to say premiere because it's like we have more than one podcast on this feed now, so <laughs> there's a lot more going on. Uh, how about one of the podcasts for the VGU.TV network? Um, we are back with another episode. We're going to be talking a lot about G4 this episode, uh, which is a topic that has come up here and there in previous episodes, but we got big reasons to talk about it since it's returning, apparently. Um, but we got a couple people to talk about that and the games that we're playing this week. Um, first off, you know him, you love him. It's Alan Mir. How's it going, man? Just because Grand Theft Auto San Andreas sold 6 million copies in no way proves gaming has gone mainstream. Wait, what? Is that one of the... That sounds like an intro to the loop. Is that what that was? It was uh, that, that was from uh, Meet the Cess. Oh, ah. Uh, okay, Meet the Cess. All right, I'll give you that one. That was a clever reference. Um, speaking of reference, uh, I'm referring to you, <laughs> Javon. That was a terrible intro. Uh, welcome. I, I, I heard it. I was just like, okay. <laughs> hey, how's it going, guys? It's, it's, it's really good to be back. And there is a reason for the whole eyebrow thing that uh, we're definitely doing. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, there's a reason that you're, there's video footage of you shaving or having your eyebrows shaved. Uh, we'll yes. get to that in the second segment. Like I said, we're going to be talking about G4, its return, what we want to see when it returns, and um, some more stuff on that. But f- of course, before we get to that main segment, um, let's talk a little bit about the games that we've been playing this week. Um, does anybody, because I'm pretty excited about the two games that I've been playing. Um, you know what? I'll go ahead and start it off this week. Um, So one of the games that I've been playing this week is a game that's really popular, talk of the town the last couple days, and it's coming out free on PlayStation Plus, I think the week you're hearing this probably. Yeah, I'm recording this next week. Yeah, Fall Guys, uh, Ultimate Knockout. I have been playing this game. Now, I haven't been playing it too many days. It's only been in beta, what, this past weekend. So I put in a good two hours during that beta uh one hour beforehand and then i put in another two hours uh playing with snowbite mike and some of those guys but oh my god (laughs) y'all that game is gonna be the greatest thing in the world when it comes out um now y'all y'all seen gameplay of fall guys at this point i'm pretty sure right yes uh which is uh funny that you're talking about it because um when they were talking about the new games we're gonna get for next month of year so or PSN. I saw it, I was like, what is this? And I looked at it, I'm like, yes, I do want to play this game. Yeah, man. That game is going to be incredible. Uh, Al, have you you've seen some of this game? I feel like I've talked about it on the show, maybe. Not only you, you're not the only one who's brought this game up. Uh, Josh brought the, the game up. And then mm-hmm. in Devolver Land Expo, yep. I was shooting uh, foam stuff at one of the fall guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they, they're really good at falling, turns out. Um, but yeah, man, this game, th- this game I've already had my eyes on for a long time because it's just aggressively colorful. And when you say Battle Royale, but there's like no shooting or combat, it kind of made me perk up. So I was like, hmm, what's going on with this one? And yeah, this game is, it's the bee's knees. I don't know what to tell you, man. Nice. It's, uh, if you, for those of you who haven't seen the game, um, think uh, like Takashi's Castle or what was the G4 version of it? MKX or something? No, no that, uh, Spike TV. Most Extreme elim- most Elimination. Extreme yeah. yeah, yeah, Most Extreme Elimination, yeah. Um, and just shows like that, or I guess the American 
the super American equivalent would be Wipeout. <laughs> so well, I, I, actually, that would be American Gladiators. Or yeah, American Gladiators. But even American Gladiators and like Ninja Warrior as well are like the more professional version of this. Where yes. Fall Guys, these are just bumbling idiots in obstacle courses. Where Ninja Warrior and Ultimate Warrior, it's like, yo, they they trained at least. <laughs> Fall Guys is like, okay, we just took all these people off the street. But in any case, think of it like that, where it's a bunch of um, different... It's kind of like a game show. You got different obstacle courses that you're running through where you're trying to do different games. There's some Literally, there are some where it's just an obstacle course and you got to dodge moving fans and you got to make the jumps right and watch out for falling fruit that's coming at you to get to the goal um sometimes it's easy like that sometimes it's like seesaws that are teetering either side and so you got to kind of work together with your adversaries to get it balanced so you can jump to the next platform and sometimes it's even crazier where it's like a game of tag where half one team has tails on the other team doesn't and whoever whatever team has the most tails at the end of the match wins there's like a soccer equivalent game. There's another game where you're just racing to push a ball into a net and the last person to drop it into the net gets eliminated. Um, there's a lot of creative games here. There's about, I think they said on Twitter, there's about 50 games in there at launch. Uh, and I, even in my short time playing it, I've only, cause I watched, I probably watched streams of this game for the same amount of time I played it. I've only seen maybe a good, uh, probably 15 of these 50 games that they have in there at launch so um and then i only saw maybe five extra games on top of that so there are going to be a lot of games in there for people to play and it's round based you know you get eliminated every round and then you go on to finally be the number one person who's left alive at the end um it's just a lot of fun man it's not even that complex gameplay wise it's just a lot of fun to just the physical humor of it is just great like like i i've been watching streams there's this one game where there's just a a row of tiles in front of you uh in between you and the finish line and you don't know if any of the tiles are real tiles or if they'll fall as soon as you touch them and so you you don't know until you touch it and you have to just walk out and leap of faith it kind of like um what's that uh indiana jones where you had to just have the faith to walk over the bridge oh okay yeah it, it's basically like that and it's hilarious when people are just like because you'll see like five people huddled on the last brought on the last tile that they know is solid and then one guy's like all right we got to just check this i'm gonna just take a chance and then they just jump and just completely fall it's just <laughs> it's just the funniest thing just so seeing someone jump off with complete confidence and then just slip right through it's the, the most it's the funniest thing in the world um, and yeah, that's the thing that's surprising about this because usually in most battle royales, I am not a fan of, all right, I died in the first match. I have to just watch now or just leave and play a new match. Like that's never fun to me, but, yeah. the but the physical humor in this game is just so good that I don't mind sitting here and watching the whole rest of the match. Cause just watching people get flung around is hilarious every single time. Um, and so, yeah, this game, it's going to be, I'm predicting this game is going to be the next Rocket League, like everyone's always saying. Um, it's out free on PlayStation Plus come August 4th, which I think is already happened by the time you're listen listening to this. Um, and there's another beta this weekend, which I think I'm not going to play because I want to save myself for the final game, especially since I know I'm going to play it um, for free. So, yeah, that's pretty much all I got on Fall Guys. Any uh, questions, thoughts about that game at all before we uh, move on to the next one? No, I mean, hey, I'm just ready to play it. Like I was 
I know it's like a 60, 60 person multiplayer game, and you, like you said, you just see people run around being pretty much lemmings to the slaughter. To so, like I compare it to like a Mario Party meets lemmings because you're just like, all right, I'm just gonna go run around, yay! And if I win, I win, and it you know brings fun to it. Like you said, it's just not like, oh look, I just got eliminated, and now I'm just bored here watching. Exactly, exactly. It has a lot of visual humor to go with that. So, yeah, it's gonna be a good one. Um, Al, was there uh, was there anything you had to any questions about Fall Guys, or uh, do you want to just go ahead and talk about your next game? Well, I, I um, on last episode of when Graydon, I told Graydon about the uh, what happened, what the, what happened with BG staff uh, when Rocket League first released. Oh God! It just took over the world. Yeah, and how I mentioned how the entire staff played it, including and Javon would join, joined in too. Oh yeah, yeah. And like, it was like it was. I I remember it as the last great moment of VGU before we turned into uh, Arcane. No, no, Tuzzer Chimp. Oh, <laughs> I was about to say. <laughs> I was like, what? What is this going to be compared to? But yeah, <laughs> but, I have a feeling this is going to be the same case. Honestly, like for us now. Yeah, uh, I I want to do. I want I want to try and do like a bunch of multiplayer with you guys. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can guarantee it. And, you know, I, I got the streaming set up, so get the four-man squad in here. We'll make some videos, man. <laughs> oh, that sounds good, man. Hell yeah. I am super excited for Fall Guys. Yeah, Fall Guys it, Fall Guys might end up being the fall of man for how much we're all going to play this game. So, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're, we're, we don't have much to do with the pandemic. So, I mean, hey, it is what it is. Yeah, I, yeah, that's true, too. Oh, boy. Uh, God forbid, you know, some of us are going back to school, but... Uh, we'll see how much time that actually takes up in the yeah. main scheme of things. Um, but anyway, uh, I'll go ahead and uh, let Al talk about the games he's been playing this week. Uh, so what's one of the games you've been playing this week, if you got one? I've played five games this week. Oh, okay. You've been working. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, but I'm only, I'll only talk about two. Okay, well, fair enough. Two, two and a half. You can mention, you can mention I- the other ones as long as they're just not like a whole segment. Uh, I'll, I'll, mention, I'll just give a quick mention to something that I brought up on a previous episode. Uh, remember me telling or me explaining that there was a game, I, a wrestling sim I used to play? Yeah. Back when but, Sandy hit? Oh, yes. I was yeah, going through. This. I was going through my one of my hard drives and I found the game. Saving everything. <laughs> wow. So, and it's, and it's from September of 2012. You were, okay? I saw this because uh, you just posted a screenshot of this in chat, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I got it up now. Shit, that's really lucky. Holy shit! And I'm just wondering what 18 year old Alan thought he was doing with all this. <laughs> hey, man, sentimental value. He knew you would find it today and be really happy about it. <laughs> well, not just that, but I mean, like the choices I made as like with with the game. Hmm. You're talking about Total Extreme Wrestling, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, just so people have context. <laughs> but yeah, you, did you just have like really weird choices you made in that game that just seem foreign to you now? Yeah, it feels like someone else played that game for months. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> I can understand why. I mean, honestly, you, if you got me from 2003, I'm probably, or 2013, I'm probably a different person than I am now, so... <laughs> Like, definitely. So that's totally a fair assessment. 
but I mean, did that get you stoked? I mean, have you been jumping? Did you just jump back into it just to check it out, or? Oh, you... I ha- it, it's all open on my uh, task on my on my desktop right now. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm playing it as we record. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's good. Was that one of the main games, or is that just one you want to shout out? Uh, it's one is one that I want to shout out because I just I haven't had time to actually play the game. I've been like signing people. Mm. Okay. So fair enough. I've been continuing all, but I've been continuing with Ghost of Tsushima. Nice. Lit, lit, lit. Yeah, that game's still treating you well. Sounds like. Oh man, I, get, I, I played the uh, like I one of the characters Yuna has a brother who's who was captured by the Mongols, mm-hmm. and you have to go through one at one of the harshest camps, like P- POW camps. Jeez, okay, didn't know that was in this game. <laughs> yeah, and you you have to you have to get like follow the head guy all the way without being caught, like being spotted. Hmm. Imagine that's a difficult feat. No, I, I pulled it off the first time without any problems. Nice. Damn, all right. <laughs> Someone knows how to play the game. Um, I mean, the game's still... Uh, have You You haven't beaten the game yet, have you? No, I'm still in Act 1. Act one. Oh, damn, okay. You're taking your time, then. Yeah, I'm, like, going out... Like, I'm checking out every question mark that I see on the map. Hmm, okay. Sounds like a pretty good way to do it. Oh, man. I gotta... We're gonna incorporate. I'm seeing some stuff on Twitter that I want to incorporate into this G4 thing, so I'm just gonna put that to the corner here. Um, Sweet. But yeah, uh, yeah, Ghost of Tsushima. Is it still uh, still enjoying it? Haven't fallen out of the honeymoon phase with it. I'm still loving it. It's it. I forgot who posted this posted on Twitter about it, but it definitely does have the best sword play of any game I've ever played. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it sounds good. Sounds good. I mean, I mean, wh- exactly how so though? Like, is it just a? Uh... Well, I'll let you explain. <laughs> so, there are four uh, combat stances. Mm-hmm. There's, uh, I'm blanking. I'm blanking on the first one, but there's stone, moon, wind, and water. Oh, that's that's Sort of. Yeah. Or fight or Avatar nations. <laughs> that too. And you have to match up, or you have to switch up your combat for each, like each different opponent you face. So, like an opponent, like a enemy with a spear, will be has it like you can take them down with a certain attack or a certain style. But if there's a play, like an enemy with a shield, you have to switch to another. So kind of pretty much like how God of, the new God of War did uh, did it with the, the different attack styles, correct? Uh, this is more extensive. Okay, and mm-hmm. it, it actually feels like like with certain ga- with other past games where you have a katana or anything like Sekiro or Dark Souls, this feels much more realistic. And hmm. I have a feeling this gonna be a while before I stop playing this game. Okay. Oh wow! <laughs> Is it more of a like? It just feels more grounded in a satisfying way. Yeah, and I've completely forgotten about, about Last of Us Part Two. Which was the oh, point wow. of it was the point of me, but like buying the game. I just remembered because you never because I remember we on the episode we talked about that game. You're like, I think I'm not gonna play this. <laughs> There's only there are only so many dogs I could kill. Yeah, well, <laughs> very good point. Very good point. 
but man, I mean, hey, I think it makes sense for that game to come out so close to this one because it seems like the vibe of Ghost of Tsushima is so much more calm and peaceful and yeah. inviting, where The Last of Us is so aggressive and like, oh, life's fucking sus, doesn't it? Strangle this man slowly. Yeah, like, there's there's a, uh, like, the way it sort of has a stereotypical, or at least for the genre, way of unlocking things. Hmm. Mainly these, it's actually more like, more akin to Breath of the Wild. Oh, that's pretty neat. Hmm. And, like, you have to do certain things a certain amount of times before you can, like, can unlock, some, like, an extra slot for, for, like, a charm. Yeah. And one, the only the way to unlock the charm slots is by going to fox dens. I've heard about these foxes where you pet you pet every single fox. That's what everyone tells me to do. Yeah, I I got mad so I've gone mad so many times because the the fox will just disappear. <laughs> hey man, it's like it's like your Carmelita and it's Sly Cooper. You know, I had a fox joke in there because of Carmelita Fox from the Sly Cooper games, but I couldn't put it together, so I shouldn't have said it, but I already said it now, so I'm just going to back out of this slowly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. But yeah, the fox ends go hard, man. So it sounds like sounds like this is one you're actually going to stick with for a good amount of time. Yeah, I mean, every, ch- every time I can do a standoff, I do it, and I've only failed about one or two times. Mm. So it stays satisfying every time then. Yeah, which is very... I'm, I'm surprised that I'm doing that that well because I'm Mr. Attack, Attack, Attack. <laughs> the whole having patience thing is foreign to you, huh? <laughs> very. Yeah, I feel you on that, actually. But yeah, I, I have a feeling this is going to... The next couple episodes are going to be a lot of like... This is like when you were playing Dragon Age Inquisition again, and for like four episodes straight, it was like, yeah, still playing Dragon Age. That's all I got. <laughs> okay, that's the thing. I want, like, I, I was, I've been listening to the soundtrack for Dragon Age Inquisition. I want to play that game so much, and I, but I know I can't because I have other things to do. Yeah, man. It's too much of a commitment right now. Gosh darn these long-ass games that are actually good. How Damn dare you. they? Exactly. Damn them all. Um... <laughs> But in any case, good to hear that uh, Ghost of Shima is still holding up. Uh, like I said in the last episode that we actually talked about this, which isn't too long ago, uh, I'll get around to it at some point. Um, I, I, Jav- Javon, have you actually put any time into Ghost, or are you playing something different this week? Uh, I'm actually playing something different. Like, uh, I'm not really playing much, to be honest with you guys. Um, and the reason being is I, I, I wanted to get Last of Us, and I wanted to get Ghost. But I kind of feel like I'd rather wait because until the PS5 comes out, mm. because I know they're gonna I know they're gonna come out for the PS5, and I just kind of you know I just like I'd rather have it for there because I know they're specifically made gonna be made especially I know they're doing it for the Last of Us so I was just like I'll wait. But um, fair enough. What what I'm really playing right now and is just some Destiny two. Oh okay. I just been really going hard on that one because I got a, you know some friends that play and just kind of got back into that whole resurgence and um, trying to do a lot of these little different uh, get exotic quests and whatever whatnot before they kind of vault these planets for this uh, new expansion that they're gonna come out with. So I've been pretty much been doing a lot. I mean, when I say a lot, I just consistently play like daily uh, with some Destiny. So. Uh, 
that and uh, I had a conversation with some friends maybe about a week ago or something like that, and we we're talking about Mass Effect and Andromeda. I was like, man, this this hmm. was really a good game. It ha- but it had its faults. It wasn't like as bad as it was, but it could have been a, you know like a lot. I felt like it was a rush game and it had some yeah. great great things to it. So I've been thinking about popping that in and giving it another world, but I've just pretty much been looking at that um the uh the game trailer that they had when the game was coming out when they used that rag and bone man uh only human. Because oh, yeah. it was it just like that trailer for me is the reason why I got so hyped for that game because it was just so perfect. Like the the song was perfect with it. Just how they set it up it was like, man, this game is gonna be really, really good. And it just kind of like I still enjoyed it, but I know a lot of critics and a lot of people didn't. But I still had a great time like going through that game and platinum and just you know beating the hell out of it. So. I've been kind of thinking about doing that, hmm. um, but uh, other than you know those games, uh, I guess I can say honorable mentions is uh, I'll be throwing in when Fall Guy come out and when um, I guess Modern Warfare Two remake when they give us the campaign. I'm just gonna go you know blow through that because I haven't because hmm. play you know Call of Duty in a good while, but that one was um, Modern Warfare Two just had so many so many good nights playing with the online uh, aspect of it too bad that won't be a part of it but it is what it is so yeah i'm sure i'm sure that'll come out at some point yeah, yeah. they'll probably have it like a ten dollar expansion or some bs like that but yeah mm-hmm. i mean people have because i've heard from rumors i've heard these are all rumors because it's unconfirmed but raven software the developer who made the remaster They've been working on the multiplayer for a long time now, and they just didn't release it because they don't want to take away from how good Modern Warfare is doing. So I imagine Cold War, since right now Cold War is looking like it's going to come out real shakily, where it only had two years of development time, and it's it's almost August, and we still don't know what this game is. Like, I can see them putting that out there to be like, hey... Similar to Infinite Warfare, where they put out Modern Warfare Remastered, I can see them doing yeah. that this year. Um, so we'll see. That's that's all to see. But it's funny you mentioned Andromeda, because like, the, the way you're feeling about Andromeda is the same way I feel about Mass Effect Andromeda, where um, I actually never played, because I didn't really play much of the Mass Effect games at the time. Yeah. Um, I eventually did play Mass Effect 2, but I still haven't gotten to 3, which I know I need to do. Um but Andromeda always seemed like it was fun gameplay-wise, but people kept shitting on it. And I didn't mm-hmm. really understand why, because it looked like it was fun. And I eventually kind of figured out that, oh, people hold... Because for me, Mass Effect 2 was, like, fine. Yeah. <laughs> like, I know people, like, love that game so much, and it's, like, their most cherished thing. But for me, it's like, okay, it was a fun game, but it's not, like, my greatest thing in the world. And Andromeda looked like it was going to be the same tier of game for me. But to everyone else, it just didn't. If it, it paled in comparison to the insane uh, heights that Mass Effect Two and I guess some people as well Three uh, reached for them, so yeah. I, I just totally didn't get it. But I do want to play Andromeda. I've had it. I'm, I've had a PS4 copy for a long time because I remember they were giving them away for like seven dollars on Amazon a while back. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Oh, guys, guys, I don't want to. I don't mean Uh-oh. to interrupt, but holy mm-hmm. crap, we. Uh oh. There's a major WordPress uh, security bug that just happened. 
Oh no. We didn't get. We weren't affected because oh. we, we don't have the software or the app or the plugin. Whew. Okay. Knock on wood. Okay. Yeah. I, I have no wood near me. Give me 20 minutes. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but the funny thing is about your your um, your um take on Andromeda just now is pretty much mine. Like, I have played, like, a few instances of one. I played, like, uh, I remember getting a copy of Mass Effect 2 for when I, Alan used to know, when I used to work at this video game company. Um, I used to get games all the time and you hook, you know, hooked up with free games and before they came out, whatever. Like I got a copy, but I only played like a like maybe like two hours of it, and then I stopped because of other games and I kind of got lost, so I never finished two. Andromeda was the first Mass Effect game that I beat to completion, and I like I said hmm. I enjoyed it, and I see what I know people like oh they love two and three was okay, but like for me you know. Going through that Mass Effect, I was just like, man, one, I feel accomplished. Two, I was just, even with uh, when I uh, played part two and you had to mine for ores and stuff, I was like, oh my God, this can get annoying. But with Andromeda, I wasn't as annoyed with it for some odd reason. Like, I, it had its moments where I'm just like, uh, but I still like was like, all right, this is kind of fun. But uh, yeah, so, you know, I guess when you have two to compare it to and then you know people complain there's no there was no shepherd or whatever i was just like okay like that um expansion there's so much that they can do with it and i do hope they go back and re you know revisit it and just give it a, like a full like polished trilogy and yeah that'd, that'd be kind of cool yeah I'd i actually love... have yeah go ahead actually i have stuff, stuff to add about that Ooh. Lay it on me. <laughs> when I when I was playing Mass Effect Andromeda for the first time, like when I first like around launch, I remember getting messages from Javon asking, uh, "Did you do this? Like, did I basically like if did I did I free did I save the one of the uh, one of the pioneer not, not pioneers but sort of the pathfinders like pathfinders if I saved the if I saved one of the original path pathfinders or if I saved the Krogan." <laughs> and part of me wants to go back and play the game and see what happened, like how if things would change if I did different things. Mm. Oh, yeah, and sure. yeah, go ahead. And like the big, the big hook that everyone was was waiting for at the end of game of the game with the, uh, with the Quarian arc that had the like a whole bunch of other species. Yeah, I remember that. That 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 was planned to be the DLC that eventually got canceled and then turned into a book. Because that happens. Damn. Yeah, I remember hearing about that too. I was like, God, that must suck if you actually like this game. Yeah, I, I was I was like, oh man, I can't wait. I'm still waiting. <laughs> Turns out you could wait a really long time. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Yeah, it sucks, man. I, I really do feel like Andromeda kind of got a raw deal and... People, I mean, people do hold that up as like, this is when uh, Bioware started to fall off. And man, I, I, if you compare Andromeda to Anthem, I really think it's no com no comparison. Where, where Andromeda at least was like a good game. It just wasn't as good as their previous stuff. Where Anthem is just like, not even a bad game. It's just like lost. It doesn't know what it wants to be. Well, with the Mass Effect Andromeda, the, the studio that worked on it, had only done the multi the multiplayer stuff for Mass Effect Three, exactly, and they did better than <laughs> proper Bioware did with Anthem. <laughs> but EA, but the 
big wigs at EA thought, I don't think so, and just added to the many, many graves of mm-hmm. developers. Yeah, they really didn't deserve to get washed out like that. Because, is, what is it, Bioware Montreal that yeah. did it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it, it really sucks, because... I'm sure a lot of those people landed on their feet somewhere else. Hopefully, I can only hope they did. But, God, they really didn't deserve as much hate as they got, especially considering that proper Bioware later would fall on their face way harder. So, yeah, it's a whole thing. But, hey, speaking of old games, um, I actually played an old classic for the first time, finally. I beat it literally last night. Uh, Halo 1, Combat Evolved. Yeah. Yeah, I had never played this game, uh, and you know, I'm trying to. I actually started started Halo One a couple months back, uh, just because I was like, all right, Infinite's coming out this year, and I'm already on the Xbox train. And last year, I played all of the Gears of War games leading up to Five because I was super excited for Five. So I figured let's try and do the same thing with Halo One, and I was having a rough go at it. Uh, um, it turns out. At least Gears of War 1 was a 360 launch title, so that's, that type of design is what I'm used to, because I started really, really playing games hardcore in the PS3 era. Um, PS2 shooters is like a whole nother thing, <laughs> or PS2 era shooters. Uh, so playing Halo 1, I'm like, oh my god, this is different. <laughs> <laughs> like, and I can't and run. You have, yeah. you have no idea how much backlash there was when they they decided to change the the button like the button or the reload button from mm-hmm. X to to RB oh my god <laughs> that was so it's just so well I I think I actually changed the control so it's a little bit closer to like a traditional like basically your call of duty control scheme but like even seeing in the uh in the Halo Infinite gameplay that they showed last week the the activation button to get into the the uh what is it called not the warthog. bungee the warthog thank you to get into the warthog is a bumper and I'm like oh my god I don't even know how does that make sense <laughs> well actually with Ghost of Tsushima getting on your horse is R two oh yeah I have seen that which I'm I'm not familiar with the whole control scheme of Ghost of Tsushima but even that seems wild to me because <laughs> like R two is like either your sprint or your shoot or just something. Or a heavy attack? Yeah, or heavy attack if it's like a Souls-like. like That didn't make too much sense to me. But um, in any case, uh, my time with Halo 1 was really... It was just really hard to get used to how lethal things are. Because there's so many ways you can instantly die in Halo 1. To the point where it's like not fun. <laughs> where Well, it was not fun initially. Because I had the same problem with Gears of War 5 because I played it on the second hardest difficulty. Because I was like, oh, I played four of these games. Of course I'm good at it now. Let's crank it up. And yeah, okay. I got to this one point where grenades grenades would always kill you instantly. And I, I was fine with that until I got into this really tight corridor where I didn't have any chance to move. So I was like, all right, I can't, I can't do this. I have to crank it down. Halo wouldn't halo one doesn't let you crank down the difficulty in the middle of your playthrough so i was stuck on normal difficulty and i was stuck on this one section um it was this one hallway where or it wasn't even a hallway it was two bridges and one bridge had enemies that were shooting at me but i couldn't really shoot at them because the battle rifle isn't accurate and there's no sniper rifle and i dropped my pistol for a shotgun or yeah assault rifle thank you battle rifle is halo three i believe um 
Oh, it's two. Wow. Okay. I'm learning a lot today. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah. And so you got enemies shooting at you from the bridge over there that I can't even hit. And then you have a whole bridge full of enemies in front of you that you have to take out. And they're throwing grenades and stuff. And every time I get hit with a grenade, I die instantly. And it's like, at least in Gears, if you get hit with a grenade, you go down and then your teammates can heal you. But because I'm playing on solo, I didn't really have that advantage. So. That was kind of frustrating and then sometimes they would just especially when you get to the flood later in the game all the flood have like different random weapons that they'll just randomly shoot at you as they approach yeah every now and then they'll give a flood a rocket launcher in the middle of all these regular enemies so you'll be like all right i'm getting hit by assault rifle ammo or assault rifle rounds some shotgun rounds i can take this damage and then one rocket will just kill you <laughs> And so it's like you're in the middle of the rest of these guys. I can't even tell what weapon. How dare you call me in the middle of the podcast? That always happens. I always get called in the middle of the podcast. Oh my god. Um, but in any case, yeah. So I, it started to be a little bit unfair because I couldn't always tell how big of a threat an enemy was by just looking at them. I'd have to learn after dying a bunch of times. But so yeah. No, go ahead. No, go ahead. Finish off. I was going to say, I, I eventually did beat it. Uh, I, I came around on it just because, you know, the the racing at the end of the game to get to the ship to evacuate Halo. thought that stuff was fun. A lot of the banter between Cortana and Master Chief, I thought that stuff was uh, endearing and cool. And just the story of it, like the whole idea that, oh, this mission is to actually wipe out all life on Earth, so now we got to abort that mission and do something different. I, I really like the pacing of it. I think it really came together at the end, despite, you know, some outdated gameplay stuff in there making it overly difficult. But overall, I enjoyed it, as you were yeah. saying. <laughs> no, uh, no, I was just going to uh, just make a quick joke because you were talking about um, the difficulty and how Halo uh, will let you change it. So I was like, Halo was telling you, turn down for what? <laughs> I thought you were gonna say Halo was telling you hell no. Uh, <laughs> oh, well, see, you know that now I have a missed opportunity. Halo told you hell no. <laughs> uh, both were pretty solid. Both were pretty solid. I'll give you that. But um, I'm actually looking forward to Halo Two though. Uh, Andy Sites, once again, friend of the show. Uh, we've had him on before. He he hit me up because he's actually a big. He's super into Halo, and he just got a PC, and he's getting Game Pass and all that stuff. So he's like, want to do Halo Two together? So I'm like, all right, bet that will happen so yeah nice. looking forward to playing the rest of these games we'll see if i get through them all before infinite in november i got like what two months so yeah. we'll see fingers crossed but i'm having fun so far uh, so after you finish two mm -hmm. uh go directly to odsc Ooh, i shouldn't go to three no uh odsc takes place during like the it sort of takes place during the events of halo 2 Mm, okay, so then I'll be able to see the parallels of stuff. Yeah, like when you play after you play two, you'll notice that a big moment, like a big set piece from the game, happens, and you're like right as the game is starting, and you're just thrown off, and it's sort of uh, when you get to reach, it'll introduce like sort of retcon how the brutes got into everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've I've actually played like the first mission of Reach because when I got frustrated at Halo One, I was like, "Fuck it, let's see if Reach is better." Because I know that's the actual first game narratively, so I was gonna see if I want to start there. But I've only gotten like a mission in, so I'll see how it retcons and stuff like that in the future. Um, but yeah, 
Halo's good, turns out. <laughs> oh, uh, one last thing. Oh, yeah, go ahead, man. We, we got another game, yeah. There's uh, Halo... Uh, Halo Reach has better space combat than Infin- Infinite Warfare. Just saying. I mean... Oh. Any game has better space combat than Infinite Warfare. But that combat was fun, though. I... I remember liking the space combat in Infinite Warfare, so I don't know how I feel about any of the slander. <laughs> I mean, I enjoyed it too, but I mean, let's be real though. <laughs> let's be real. Uh, fair enough. You know what? I, I'm not going to put back Infinite Warfare, but when I get to Reach, I do know there's like some spaceship mission in Reach. So when I get there, I will see how I enjoy it. <laughs> but you know what? I'm not even going to front. Infinite Warfare is cool and all, but... The, the space combat isn't why I love that game, so I'm not even going to be too mad yeah. about it. Um, but yeah, in any case, that's it for the Halo talk. Uh, Al, do you have uh, one last game to share with us for this week? Yeah, it's one, and it's one that will be going on the channel soon. Ooh, which one might this be? A game that you talked about previously, and I decided <gasps> to pick play. Oh, is this the one? I, you, I think I saw this on Twitter, but didn't respond yet. <laughs> Virginia? <laughs> Yep. Hell yeah, man. How I what did you that think? That game is good. It is pretty cool. I I like that game a lot. What did you think about it, Al? It really uh, it messed it messed my head. <laughs> it does that a lot. <laughs> like I was like I'm seeing like the main character is fast forwarding through her through her life. Mhm. And then just goes and just like the way they handle dream sequences or just imagination pieces in that game yeah is really good oh yeah sorry sorry my da- my dad's the guy who's calling me <laughs> <laughs> you know you so I'm, trying to, phone. <laughs> I'm trying to answer him through text so he's like fine because he's like needing my car and i'm like yeah dude i'm not leaving the house today like it's fine but hey, uh, you got that phone why you answer the phone <laughs> you know how black dads get <laughs> yeah I, yeah yeah I'm, I'm trying to avoid that because if i don't answer the phone he'll be in the house and then my door will open behind me so i'm like all right let me yeah. just let me text this man before this becomes a whole thing but in any case yes uh <laughs> well as you were saying al sorry to interrupt <laughs> so i knew that the get that the game i looked up a quick thing like just general gameplay i dig the art style i yep. was a little confused by the uh by the story mm-hmm. oh well the story is very conf- it is confusing but i think purposefully so yeah i mean i it, i enjoyed but i i enjoyed the whole thing like as a whole so yeah, it's it's one of those things where the vibe is more what I like about Virginia than the actual straight up narrative. I don't know if that's a similar way of. I don't know if you took away a similar thing. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely good. Did you? Um, how did you feel about the whole cutting? Because I thought the coolest part of that game was that it cuts kind of like a movie to just jump around in time. I had never seen a game do that before, Virginia. Yeah, like the the, the way uh, when you're in the jail. And you just and like the false sense or the sense of what like that it gives you that that the game is about to end because you're moving on like moving up through the like moving up the ranks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I, I really you, like that too. You just like you were you every time you saw a new person, you knew that something bad was gonna happen or that things weren't gonna end well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it kind of seemed very ominous uh, in those parts of the game. 
and the part, the uh, the bird kept the bird air part kept getting to me. Oh, like the cage bird. Yeah. Hmm. I'm trying to remember what that was. Oh, yeah, with the red uh, robin thing. Yeah. Okay, I'm remembering that now. Th- so that part disturbed you? No, it's just it come. It made me think. Wait, that that it just my brain is still hurting from the game. That's. <laughs> It's That's just not... like it just broke your brain. Yeah, in a good way. <laughs> the one thing I will say, I'm surprised that Annapurna did, wasn't behind this. That it was 505. I'm I'm right there with you. This is like a Annapurna ass game. Um, it just makes sense for them. I, I have a feeling that I, I'm not sure who the developer is. The developer of this game is the same people who made 30 Flights of Loving, which is another game people talked up a lot. Um, similar to this one, that's not Annapurna either. But I have a feeling that team, if they if they're like slowly uh, escalating variable in scale, state. variable state. Thank you very much. Um, if variable state is slowly escalating in scale, like it seems like they're doing with Thirty Flights and now Virginia, they are eventually going to end up with Annapurna because that's just a that's a match made in heaven. Because definitely, would, Devolver wouldn't publish something like this. They're more about they're less about the artsy fartsy and more about the shooty splooty. <laughs> And I'm I'm seeing that it won a BAFTA award for mu- its music, which I agree with. Yeah, the music in Virginia is great, man. Yeah, the, the I'm I'm not gonna lie. The more I talk about Virginia, and the more I'm thinking about it, the more I regret not having it on my keeping it 100 list. <laughs> nice. So I Wait, guess I I will have to play this game now since you guys are talking it up. Since I mean we have it for free, so I might as well just download it and play it. Yeah, I think was it given away? Wait, how is it free? I'm trying to. Uh, th- PSN gave it away for free. Really? Is that how I've played? Hold up. Virginia PS Plus. I don't know if that's... Mm, I don't remember it being on PlayStation Plus. Because I bought it for like a dollar. Because it was super cheap on PlayStation once. And then I beat it. It literally takes like, I think an hour. Maybe an hour and a half to beat. And then I went and got the platinum for it. Um... So yeah, it's. I don't know if it's ever been on PlayStation Plus. So I'm about yeah, to I remember. I don't know if it was last month or a month be- or it. It was more recent, but I saw it on there and I was like, "Cause isn't it like Virginia's like the live action game, correct?" That's Erica. Oh, that's Erica. Okay, I'm like, I'm yeah. like, so true. I'm like, okay, my bad. I take that back. I was tripping for a minute because I was like, "Yo, where where was I?" But yeah, Erica. I'm interested to play Erica too, but that's completely besides the point. Virginia is more of a uh, very simple shapes, not a lot of. It, it's definitely a very specific art style where it's kind of like like Dreamcasty, like what's that horror game? Um, uh, Clock Tower. N- not not that. Oh, uh, it looks like uh, Alone in the Dark. Like the original, yeah. the yeah. original Alone in the Dark. Not aesthetically, but just like the art style where it's very flat details and stuff like that. That's kind of the art style of the game. Um, it's a lot more bright and colorful than that. But the game's just like weird. It's just really trippy. It's really surreal. And for a game that's only like, like I said, an hour, maybe two hours long, it it super is. It's just some cool shit to look at and some cool shit to do. I want, I want to see that game remade in Dreams. Ooh, dude! I'm I mean, sure they're, that, they're, yeah. they're already doing it with Halo Infinite. Yeah, right. I'm sure. Yeah. I, I'm. I. I have a feeling there's definitely some shit on Dreams that's already as trippy as this. But this game specifically, yeah, I could. 
I'd love to see this game with voice acting. That's like the one criticism I have where there wasn't a lot of voice acting. I guess it let the music be more of a focus and they won a BAFTA for it. So good on them. But yeah, I really like this game a lot, man. And uh, you know what? The more I think about this, because that's the thing about keeping it 100. It's it's my top 100 games, but it I'm going to play other games. So it can't just stay the same forever. At some point, I might rectify that, but that's for uh, that's probably that, for future Emmett. That reminds me about keeping it one hundred. Mm-hmm. There's another podcast out there with the name Keeping It One Hundred, like the exact same way. I correct me if I'm wrong. They don't use the emoji though. That's the difference, right? <laughs> that's the difference. I'm pretty sure that's the difference. Because <laughs> they have Keeping It One Hundred spelled out. I put Keeping It One Hundred as the emoji. Got so. It. If if the formatting's wrong, then some people might only see the podcast as keeping it. <laughs> Keep it. Yeah, I, I tried to up like putting it on MPG once, and apparently emo- you can't put emojis in titles of like po- in podcast name titles. That's so lame. Yeah, and this this other podcast is still going. <laughs> it's yeah. on episode two hundred and twelve. <laughs> keeping it one hundred with two hundred. Yeah. <laughs> right god damn it so yeah i guess i guess that one's out of the bag on that but man i i, I still like my name god damn it i'm keeping the emoji it works everywhere else their brands are just too rigid <laughs> but in any case so yeah i'm glad you got i'm glad you got around to virginia that game is great are you going for the platinum on it uh, wait you didn't play it on ps4 did you uh no i played it on pc ah okay okay that makes sense. Well, if you if anybody out there does pick it up for PlayStation, it has a very easy trophy list. It's just a couple collectibles and play the game twice. That's it. <laughs> oh, can I mention uh, a, a, a grievance I have? Ooh, go ahead. I haven't heard criticism, so <laughs> let me hear it. No, it's not about Virginia. It's about, it's about a certain staffer of VGU. Oh, shit. Okay. I mentioned earlier that Graydon wants to do more video editing and wants to do multiplayer stuff. Mm-hmm. Or actually, I, I propose doing multiplayer stuff. Yeah. Basically, bring back Quad Madness, which is something that that lasted not that long. Mm. Litty. So he says, uh, buy Keenan Lynch on Steam, <gasps> so we can oh do co op. Keenan Lynch one or two. He didn't. I. I he. He didn't. He, he. He didn't specify. He just said buy Keenan Lynch. <sighs> so I checked, and he said. It's like it's ninety nine ninety nine cents. So oh, I got yeah. so I pressed I bought it and everything, and and I, he didn't know that Cannon Lynch Dog Days only has a competitive multiplayer mode, but when it, in reality it was uh, no no other way around it was Dead Men. Oh, Dog Days has co op like th- throughout the story, but Dead Men doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> so y'all bought Dead Men not knowing? No, I did. Oh, oh, fuck. <laughs> but it's okay. I only spent about a dollar five cents. Oh, well, not too much of a loss. But if y'all play, yo, if y'all are playing Kane and Lynch 2 co-op, I am excited for that. Because that game, now, I, I talked about how Virginia isn't on my top 100. Kane and Lynch 2 is. <laughs> not because it's a great game, but because, man, there's nothing else like that game, man. That game is so unique. I'm excited yeah, for y'all to finally get through that one. And I just found out that GeForce Experience ha- 
gives you an option to record gameplay and microphone stuff on separate tracks. Ooh, it'd be easier edit then. Yeah, and I'm just waiting on Graydon right now because I got I have the game installed. I have everything taken care of. I have my shortcut code or my. Every, I'm, I'm just mm-hmm. I'm just waiting for everything to get started. Oh man, I swear. Get it started. <laughs> right, God. Yeah, I'm gonna keep it real with you. If Cannon Lynch Two had three player co op, I would be on this because I there's there's actually. Well, you know what? This will be a link in the description because I'm about to mention this, along with all the G4 videos and stuff that we put in the description as well. Um, I watched this YouTuber, uh, Jacob Geller. He made a video about ugly games where he talks about games like Kane and Lynch and Max Payne 3 and stuff. And the video is basically about Kane and Lynch 2. Like, that's the thesis of it. Bro. I am like, I geek out when I think about this shit. And they're making a podcast. Um, they made a podcast where they broke down uh, Max Payne 3, but they're planning on doing uh, another series of podcasts where they break down stuff like Kane and Lynch. So when they get to that, I'm going to replay two. I'm going to play one for the first time if they do get to that game, even though it's bad. But I am going to just consume that stuff because I am all about it. Um, so, yeah. And actually, mentioning uh, Rice or not mentioning Jacob Geller is a very good topic, uh, kind of transition to the next thing, um, which is the main topic here. Uh, so, as y'all already know, as you've seen on Twitter, I'm sure by any of us, um, we all are kind of losing our minds because G4 is coming back. <laughs> very exciting. Yeah. I chose uh, the right. I chose the right time to write a memorial, basically, of, of the network. <laughs> exactly yeah i thought that was so funny i said it on twitter but you are like probably the biggest g4 fan that i know outside of myself so like just you've been writing memorials for all of their uh programming over the last couple months and for them to come back now is just icing on the cake so yeah yeah. i don't know if if i should keep keep going or because yes i I mean like i'm not i'm pretty sure they're not going to bring back game on yeah, a lot of these shows probably aren't coming back. Could you imagine them bringing back Cheat? <laughs> yeah, oh man, that would be so someone, great. Someone actually did ask about that. Oh, wow. Okay, I don't... <laughs> well, that service is already fulfilled by the little code books you can get at the Scholastic Book Fair. Like, Oh, or... oh man. I, you know what's funny? I still actually have a few of those in my room. Like, Same here? Yes. I got one from like 2003 somewhere in this drawer. <laughs> like I, I still have those things, man. It's just <laughs> you said scholastic book fair. I was like Birdman, uh, rubbing his hands together. Gift, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel you there, man. So yeah, at, so it's clearly an exciting time. G4 is coming back. We're all excited. Of course, they're not gonna come back as a actual TV network. They're coming back in an online form, but the brand is returning with some uh with some help from old faces like Blair Herder who's uh gonna have something to do with it in some type of senior level. He's but, gonna um, be um the I think he's the uh CEO or the lead of the uh like the brand. Like doing brand stuff. Mm, yes, yes. And, so. and also head like head of co- uh head of content. Yeah. Brand Which content, is, that's what it is. Yeah. And I trust him enough to where I know he's not gonna, you know. So I actually uh, did mm-hmm. some sleuthing. Ooh, okay. Speak on on, Wiki- on Wikipedia, he is listed as being a part of Midnight Oil Agency. Hmm. I haven't heard of that one. They offer creative and produ- 
production they offer creative and production capabilities under one roof. Hmm, okay. So See, it could it could be licensed stuff that they're doing. Mm, so okay. instead of like original programming, they kind of find stuff that's already out there and bring it in and brand it as a G four thing. Possibly. Mm. See, as a as a guy my age, I'm not old, but you know, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've been around. If you're not in your sixties, you can't say you're old. That's what that's I'm true. saying. Okay, I, you know, I'm in my early thirties, like super early, super early. But um, for a person like me, when I hear Blair Herder, I'm like, hey, that's the guy from Road Rules. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, he, that's my old showing right there. Yeah, he's he's had a lot of like old MTV stuff he's done, but um as someone who's slightly younger um he he's the guy who he was like once adam sessler left he was the x play guy like that's how i remember him so you know that it's cool to see because he's always been a solid dude and even after g4 shuttered he still was out there doing some cool stuff and being a good person so i have faith that because when this announcement first happened i was really concerned that oh they're bringing back the brand is this going to be some type of corporate thing where they're just trying to get money out of it and just squeeze yeah. the well dry? And are they just going to bring back all the, are they just going to air cheaters reruns on Twitch for 24 hours? Yeah. Like, is that what it's going to be? But when Blair Herder is announced to be involved, I'm like, all right, he's going to do something worthwhile. Um, so basically how I want the, this discussion to kind of go about is we're all going to talk about like, what we would like to see G4 come back either as or like different shows we want to see from them, just like different topics relating to that. So um, I'll, I'll let y'all take the floor, whoever wants to go first. Like what type of things do you want to see from G4 in its new form once it comes out next year? I'll let Al go first, Al, since, you know, you're doing yeah. your memorial stuff like that. Well, you, you've kind I, of been deep diving. I should kind of say the reason we had you on for this episode <laughs> is because you've been on G4. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's kind of important. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I, do you want me to just lead off with that or something? Like, yeah. That? I mean, just for context' sake, so they like because you're kind of a, I guess, an authority on this topic in that way because you've been on, you've popped up on Attack of the Show. They've actually come to your house henceforth. The eyebrow shaving. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. So, hey guys, Javon Uzumaki J here. Uh, for context-wise, as uh, Emmett was saying. I've been on G4 quite a lot, <laughs> like uh, a bit. Um, it all. I mean, should I go out with how it started? Like quick cliff notes, or just you want me to um, go meat and potatoes kind of thing? You can like just go from chunk to chunk, like cliff notes, and then you know how that leads to the now. <laughs> okay, well, uh, so it all started off when I'll say it, it first started off with Tech TV back in the day when Tech TV and G4 were kind of like their own thing. And a majority of the people of what G4 is, they came from Tech TV, which is like Adam Sessler, Morgan, Kevin, and all those guys. No, no, Kevin was... No, he, Kevin was. He was on Screensavers, but like before, it was kind of... No, no, I mean, he was he was a PA on uh, G4TV.com. That's true. That is very true. And then he then Arena, then... Oh, yeah, I remember yeah, his jean right, jackets Aurora. on Arena. Yes, that was that was super young, Kevin. So Alan's right. Um, but yeah. But I, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Other people like Matt Kyle, Blair Butler. They Ooh, were Blair Butler. They were uh, Tech TV. Yeah, I almost forgot so, about Blair Butler. <laughs> lovely, lovely person. But uh, yeah. Mm, so started off with watching Tech, and then they did the whole merger and G4 thing, and still kind of you know ported over to there. 
But uh, pretty much they started like on. I'm not sure if you guys remember Stickham. I know Alan does, but Stickham back in the day was just like a video chat website where you can connect with people. And G4 was like, all right, for like shows like Attack of the Show and just to get closer to the user base, they, you know, they revealed that they reviewed that site once before, just like what they did with Twitter. And it was like, hold on, this is a way that we can get more one on one with our viewers and people who watch the show. So they started using that site. For people to send in videos asking questions for the you know different hosts and of the different shows, whatever, whatnot. And just to have like during commercial breaks, they'd actually go on with webcam and you'll talk to like if they had a special guest on the show, they'll have a special guest come and everybody can interact and even have after shows and just things of that nature. So pretty much um, they that online component was what really made G4 like a lot bigger and a lot more personal with people so you know they had said hey fans could you send in some stuff and you know sending questions so started doing that and then they were like hey like randomly we like you we like your you know enthusiasm and stuff like that you're always helping us with chats would you like to do some feedback loops and the feedback huh. loops was yeah was on aots where they on the live show they you know have guests on and they'll have a topic and they'll ask people to come back on kind of like how CNN and all these other places do where they you know back and forth back and forth and so I did a few of those and they were like hey we really like you would you so you know Halo Three is coming up uh, we want to come you know we're doing all like around the world kind of like different simulcasts of what's going on we would like to come down to Miami to film at your house. Me being me, I'm flipping the hell out. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> me, of all people? Like, this is, you know, first you had me doing this thing. Now you want to do this. And I was just like, okay, hell yeah. So that was the first time they came down to Miami and we did that thing. But um, kind of getting more into uh, when they were filmed down here, our feed got jacked. So we didn't really get to do much with here in Miami. But, you know, I had a... Um, ah. The host that came down here was Brendan Moran. So it was me chilling with Brendan Moran and a whole bunch of friends and just fucking blast. So I was pretty much like the first person in the, I, I wouldn't say the world, but states or whatever, who had a copy of Halo 3. And I'm playing it live on TV with friends <laughs> while this whole event is going on. So that was a cool experience. So later on, you know, kept doing some stuff. And then they're like, hey, look, so we want to come visit viewers' houses. And, you know, like, you know, I guess top viewers or people or whatever, you know, just, you know, travel across the states to see, like, how are the people who love G4 and watch G4, how they're living and, you know, we want to come hang out with them. And they're like, well, you are the reason why this is happening. We thought about you and we want the first stop that we're going to to be Miami. So I was like, (laughs) (laughs) they're like, yeah, we're going to have Kevin come down here. And I'm flipping out. I'm like, my mind is going a thousand miles per minute. I'm just like, what? (laughs) <laughs> again me like i'm like and, and you know screaming on the inside i'm like yeah hell yeah hell yeah you know i would love to do it but i i, I initially turned it down because i was mm. like hey i was like this is an awesome thing that you guys you know i feel honored that you you know you thought of me the first person and you want to do this and everything but i was like i do already a lot of content stuff with you because like even i was able to do keynotes for them when they went to CES. Like they had like, they did like the the stick cam thing, but the with the viewers to ask questions and talk on, you know, to their like investors and stuff like that. So that's another cool thing huh. I got to do. So like, like wow. behind the scenes things like that and whatever whatnot. 
and I was like, look, I had my chance, man. I, you guys already hooked me up with so stuff. I'm sorry, I'm rambling. I'm trying to make it quick. And I was like, <laughs> let someone else, you know, have this. And this show's like, give it to someone else. They're like, you know, we really, really, really want you. Like, you deserve this because things happen. And just like, all right, I'll, I'll take this. And big shout out to um, Devin Purcell, who was in Sean O'Rourke and Steve Norman and people like that, who were pretty much the big wigs at G4 and Attack of the Show. So they, you know, they helped me put me on with a lot of stuff. So I was just like, yeah, and I took it. And, you know, we did a lot of different things in the whole uh, getting to the eyebrow part, which I know Alan and you have to put on the <laughs> website. So the whole premise of that is Kevin sent a whole bunch of boxes of random items to my house. I did not know what it is. And they're like, hey, look, yo, we have these boxes. You're going to go through them. And when we get to this box, this box is for you. Like what's in this <laughs> box is for you. We're not going to tell you what it is, but in order to get it, you have to do something. So I'm like, okay. Oh, boy. I'm like, this Ominous. is Attack of the Show. Yeah, you know, I know how this goes. So I was just like, all right. <laughs> let's 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 do this. But, like, some of the items I saw was, like, there was a maid costume. There's, like, handcuffs and stuff like that. So I was just like, oh, wow. This, this is, is going to be something weird. Yeah, it's going to be fun. And mind <laughs> you, this is live TV. So, you know, I told different family members and who live in state, out of state about this. This is what's going on. So they're oh, watching. Oh, God. <laughs> so, so, That's dangerous. Yeah. So And once again, live TV, people. So I'm going through the boxes, and like he's like, you know, San Lazaro Candle. He's taking out the maid costume. He's taking out, like, X-rated DVDs. And I'm just saying stuff. And I'm like, in my mind, I'm just like, bro, you, family, you're watching this. Whatever. <laughs> so we get to the final box. And he's like, all right, well, this is for you. So I'm like, he's like, go ahead, look in it. As you see in the clip. And I'm looking in. It's just like a nice, you know, monitor. And I was just like, for computer, and then you can also use a TV. I was like, holy crap, like, this is awesome. So, and he's like, okay, I saw your eyebrow wink, and you go like, hell, you know, you were excited. He's like, mm-hmm. so if you want it, you know, we're going to have to shave off your eyebrows. <laughs> and, I, and it was like one of the shavers that he had in the boxes. And literally, I felt like time slowed down in my mind. I was like, whoa. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was like, okay, this is happening. But it was so quick. I was like, Hell yeah. I like I'm not gonna this is live TV. I'm not gonna like be like, no, don't do this. I was like, let's go for it. So as you see in the video, he shaved off a little bit of one and then he completely shaved it off. And then yeah. later on, uh during a programming, because we did a whole episode of Attack on the Fifth in the House, I was like, shave off the other one, bruh. So he did it, and I'm just <laughs> no eyebrows for a whole week. And I was like, you know what? This was totally worth it. Like <laughs> what's one week compared to being immortalized? <laughs> yeah, I was just like Man, you know what? Let's just go for it. So that's just kind of like my whole little G4 story. There's more, but I'm not going to bore you guys with it. But <laughs> that's segueing, plenty, man. But, you know, like segueing into what I would like to see from this new iteration is pretty much the same thing. Not, you know, I know you can't really go visit people's houses and just stuff like that. But I want them to interact with, you know, their fan base and their user base because, Yes, they made G4, but if it wasn't for people like us to really stand behind them, G4 wouldn't have been as much as they were. Not yeah. saying completely rely on us and not trying to get big head or anything like that. But, you know, we tuned in and we interacted, you know, we gave feedback. And, and I kind of want those. I don't kind of want those things. I would love to have those things 
for you know hey you know with these shows and you know you interact with people you get them more engaged you do cool little contests like that because now that everything is digital and that's happening where you see is twitch and stuff like that it's cool to be you know one-on-one and you know get that kind of closeness to see what is what makes your programming great you know what i mean mm-hmm. so there's that I, I i would definitely like to see you know It'll be kind of hard because there's a lot of people already doing now. I, I want to see X play, you know, come back or you know review games and we talk about. It. I want to see, you know, Comic Con, you know, them going to Comic Con and E3 and other gaming stuff and even you know take use viewers there too, like they did with um. Once they get you know built up enough to do stuff like that, I would like for that to happen because it's it's you know me being where I was, you know, you know, you know, in college and stuff like that. And it's like, this is a, sh- a programming channel that I love, you know, a nerd gaming stuff. And you guys are talking to me, you're interacting with me. That made me, you know, it made you for so much more to me because it felt like I was a part of that family. You know, mm-hmm. I've met a lot of cool people from that family, like Alan, which I now eventually met you. And I've, you know, got to really be one-on-one and even befriend some of the old hosts and stuff like that. So it's it's cool when you have that connection with those people. So definitely want, you know, you know, I wouldn't say cheat because how would you really do that? People, you know, not play games already. But X play, <laughs> a- AOTS for sure want some Attack of the Show, you know, with yeah. new hosts, with old hosts, you know, bring it in. I'd love that vibe to come back in some way, even if it's not directly the same. Like, yeah. just that vibe of just people hanging out, talking about everything in geek culture, just in a in a kind of scattershot way. I, I yeah. like that idea. So, yeah, that's definitely something I'd like to come back to. Um, yeah. First off, good story. <laughs> very, <laughs> very good, like, origin story, I guess, with G4. But I, I'm kind of right there with you. Um, and just to incorporate... Uh, one of the things that I have written here for one of the things that I want to come back is very similar to what you were talking about, where leaning on the fan base, I think is important. And I think they should do that. You know, a lot of the best, you know, some of the best YouTube uh, content creating companies in the world, you know, your rooster teeth, you're kind of funny, all that stuff. They yeah. lean on their audience and that has rewarded them handsomely over the years. So I think they should do that. But I also think it would serve them well to lean into people who have already been doing this online exclusive entertainment thing for a while. Uh, and I specifically hope they look into like YouTubers. Like yeah. for for example, imagine, like you said, Al earlier, where they're thinking about getting other people who've already been doing this and kind of licensing it out and putting a G4 branding on it. Imagine if like no clips YouTube channel had stuff that wasn't exclusive to G4, but started airing on their uh, on their Twitch channels, on their places, and then that glows up no clip more. And then other YouTubers, um, like uh, like Race Vic, where he's just a YouTuber who just talks about you know whatever games he's playing, but he has incredible editing skills and incredible production value in his stuff. He made he made a video about uh, the orange box that was like an hour and a half. <laughs> and he makes like this feature linked, really well done content. Same thing with gamers where they make stuff very similar to icons that used to be on G4, where they go take like a documentary or less documentary, like a historic look at like different games that have long been forgotten or different studios that no longer exist. And they give it to you in a very 
uh, entertaining yet informative way. I think it would serve them well to look into YouTubers who have been doing that type of content that fill niches that did exist on G4 or have yet to exist on G4 and bring them over in a way that benefits both parties. So yeah, I think that would be a really good idea. Yeah, that definitely, I, I can definitely see that because <clears throat> that brings in our, the fan base that they already have. So you're just adding extra numbers to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that would be really cool. Like imagine, imagine like a, a new no clip video is like, all right, we went out to, we G4 gave us funding to fly out to this country to go film this doc. And now the doc might be, on G4's channel, it'll premiere on their channel, and then the next day it's on our normal YouTube channel, like nothing changed. Yeah. Like, I think that would be great. So just seeing those collaborations, I especially with Blair Herder, I know Blair's already, I know he, I know G, uh, G4, God, I know uh, Greg Miller knows Blair Herder, so I, I'm sure Blair has a couple connections in there. And plus, you know, Jessica Chobot's his wife, like, yeah, there's connections throughout the whole industry there. So hopefully that turns into something. Um, Al, do you have any things you'd like to? Well, what what things would you like to see for the new G4? Well, first, I want to say that, uh, like Javon, I, I made it for I, I became friends with someone who worked at like who was a, actually an on screen host at G4. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joel Gordine, who yeah, was yeah. on X-Play. Oh, okay. I remember that name. <laughs> yeah, and like we would play we would play Halo, Halo 3 all the time. And like I messaged him, I just, just found him on fa- on uh, MySpace. Wow, MySpace. Yeah, <laughs> taking it back. That's a time apart. <laughs> and just messaged him messaged him saying, "Hey, do you want to play do you want to play Halo sometime?" And my uh my user, my handle on MySpace was ADM, which is my which are my initials. Ah, makes sense. And he thought, and Joel actually thought that that was my actual my real name. Oh, like like Adam with the letter removed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, Adam, the pass me the <laughs> assault rifle. I don't know. <laughs> That's hilarious. It, it was it was through pl- uh, playing Halo and stuff with. Joel that I met John Callahan who through him I met Javon and uh, Gamersich the site I often often mention the first big site I wrote for was heavily was G4 influenced very heavily hmm. like most most if not all of, all of the uh, staff were G4 fans G foreigners. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so like we do end up we do, we'd usually record on on fridays mm-hmm. thursday or fridays yeah it was, it was both and my routine f- for that time was watch aots go on sick cam chats hope hope spot uh showed up <laughs> and yeah then just record uh the, the, the zitch cast wow that was as part of the everyday routine. But as as for what I want to see on the channel, I have two alter, alternating things. One from that I one idea that I had while while G four was still alive, Ooh, okay. and that would be spinning off the web the, the web shows into their own full size shows. Ooh, like Ooh. feedback. So like, uh, sort of like uh, a. Spinning off shows that were other segments on other shows, like 
DVD Tuesday, where instead of three movies, Chris Gore just does a whole b- bunch of movies and he like reviews them. Hmm. Or even gets to review them in more depth that three minutes wouldn't allow. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Fresh Ink, which Blair Butler hosted. That was the yes. tattoo one, right? No, that no, was the one about comic comics. That's it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I remember that now. And I can say, I definitely, I mean, I don't know if we, we'd get something like feedback this time around. I mean, feedback is, everyone's doing a show like feedback because it's just a podcast. Yeah. yeah, I mean, they did have some pretty big names at the, at the time, like uh, uh, Patrick Klepek. Oh, yeah. God, that was Patrick. That's the first time I ever heard of Patrick Klepek from feedback. Uh, Andrew Fister. Yeah, another big name. S- uh, Sterling McGarvey. Hmm. And, like, I'm actually friends with some, some of them on, like, on, on PlayStation. I'm friends with Sterling. Uh, Andrew Fister follows me on Twitter. Yeah, you are followed by the Fister. <laughs> I'm sure he's heard jokes about that last name a million times. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I totally, I agree with you there. It's, what was the thing I was going to say? One of my favorite um, podcasts or episodes of anything is the feedback episode they did for Uncharted 2. Oh, yeah. Where, like, they had brought in um, Amy Heading and I think Bruce Straley. Um, and they were talking to them about the game. And I think it was Adam uh, and... Abby Heppy, which is another uh, name. Yes. The first time I had heard of Abby Heppy was from Feedback, and now she's over. She, she. Well, I don't know if she just takes jobs at places that I just love, but after after Feedback, she went to Respawn, and I'm a Titanfall 2 stan. Then after Respawn, she went to Media Molecule to work on Dreams, and I love Dreams and everything Media Molecule. So I, I love Heppy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she, Abby Heppy's great. Yeah, you should talk also... to her all the time uh, during the during the stick cam chats and stuff like that when they did that. She's really, really cool people. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Abby Happy is also responsible for one of the greatest inside gaming moments of Bruce Green. Wait, really? Did she was yeah. she working over there? No, it was uh it was Bruce Kovic, uh Lawrence, Joel, uh Ruben. Mm-hmm. And Bruce was asking her questions about Titanfall, and it ended up becoming this big, like, like big joke that everyone kept inside, like a big inside joke that they had. Where every time she popped up, it was just, "Hey, what's Titanfall about?" <laughs> yeah, it's. I'll send you the uh, clip later, but it's it's really good. Hmm. Yeah, I'll I'll certainly watch that. Yeah, man, this is bringing back so many good memories because i've known abby epi for years and and it just dawned on me here or not known her i i don't interact with her but i've known of her for years and it's just like yeah. oh yeah g4 is the reason i know about her too like all this yeah. stuff is the catalyst g4 has really and it's why it's so you know with people like us who grew up on it it means so much because a, a lot of the people from G4 have jumped off to huge careers and, you know, inside gaming, outside of gaming, done stuff. I mean, like, you had oh, Olivia Munn, who wasn't really known, but she did, like, you know, stuff on the Canadian TV show, where she's, like, a surfer or some chick like that. Then she came out, you know, AOTS, and she became a huge household name. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, she went on to do movies, X-Men, and TV shows and stuff like that. So, Predators pretty well. You know, pretty much her career, if it wasn't for G4, it was just like, 
where you know would we really know of Oman and people like that? So yeah. it's it's kind of cool to see you know like um, people who've done stuff you know with this channel and you know it helped build up their careers you know even some of us and stuff like that. So or or just uh, Will O'Neill's response to the tweet saying we're back. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck is this? But you know what? And and I was gonna kind of get into that like it's it's nostalgia I'm like really really so glad that it came that it's coming back but at the same time there's that exponential red where it's just like oh god it's coming back and how are they gonna do this yeah because yeah. it's like here's something i love and I, I definitely want it to come back i definitely want a new audience to like i knew g4 before you and g4 was cool because you know it's that's not how we roll but it's kind of like oh god you know when G4 got bought out by NBC Universal, how they just kind of destroyed it, getting close to 10 days. And it became kind of a former shell of it, what it was. And oh. it's kind of like, I don't want that to happen with this, especially it just being straight online because, because of what G4 was. There's so many G4 clones already out there now that is, how does it find, how does it find its place in a world where everybody's doing this already right now whether you're just some regular person on twitch or some regular person on youtube to you know like ign and you know bigger companies now that you've been out of the game since what before it was last what 2005 i mean 2015 right well, no, their 12. last episode their last their final thing was like in studio was 2012 chris hardwick hosted a top 100 thing in 2013 yeah. Then it went off. Then it officially went off the air in 2014. Yeah. So it's you know you've pretty much have been out of the game for about seven or so years. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like, where do you go? Like how how do you fit into this world where there's so many clones of you already that you're you find yourself not just being another. Hmm. So it, it's it's kind of one of those things where it's like you got the fan base, but even the fan base will be like, well, I, I see this person already doing it, so why should I care? I mean, I I have a similar reservation there where I kind of went, once this got announced, I had a little bit of existential dread or ex, I, I don't know how to say the word, existential? Existential. Existential. There it is. Took yeah. me a minute. Thank you. Um, I had that dread too because I'm excited for G4 to come back. And yes, I am kind of a little bit afraid of what it's going to come back as in 2020 but i'm more afraid of if it doesn't change at all how bad that could be because there's there's actually two things i want to say and i'll pitch to you al on the second thing because i know you know more about it but the first thing dude the the link that you shared in chat with um there's actually an archive i'm gonna include this link here so y'all can see it on the podcast as well but there's an archive of people who just grabbed a whole bunch of videos from g4tv.com before it shut down and the first, al almost all of this first page of videos is like international sexy ladies, hentai games, uh, just here's this other hot girl doing hot girl shit. And it's like, all right, that's fine. But it's like, man, I forget how much of the DNA of G4 was just like, let's ogle some women, you know? Yeah. And, <laughs> and it's like, hmm, that, that wouldn't fly in today's world. The, the 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 thing is it won't but it still will because people are making money off of that 
but you know, I definitely don't want any of those things of that nature. And it's funny because how you know you're talking about cops and cheaters earlier with G four, and I have a whole not a story, but I, I have kind of an inside thing on that because I knew some of the people who you know worked for and did a lot of the programmings for G four. Uh, I'm not gonna name names because I don't want to put anybody out there like that. But sure um, when that first happened, I was just you know like everybody else I was like, why do we have cops and cheaters? And I was just like, what? What is this stupid stuff? Because of you know when they got when Comcast started taking over, mm-hmm. but how it was explained to me, it made so much sense, and I was like, I understand why they're doing this, and the reason being is because G4 was getting the viewership, but it was not getting the viewership according to companies, you know, cable providers and stuff like that. So it was making the numbers, but it's just like, there's still an untapped market of people that you're not getting. We we want those people. So, Javon, do you mind if I I jump in? Yeah, go ahead. Something something similar? Mm Mm-hmm. Go ahead. So... Javon, you remember Neil Towles, right? Yep, of course. I asked, I did, I asked a similar question during one, when, like every every month, he'd do like a like a address. He'd address everyone on the G four boards. Yeah. And I asked, just flat out asked, why are basically what you what you asked, and he mentioned that they couldn't afford to make like to either bring back or make new shows, and they had they were they were sort of reliant on cops and cheaters and those those other shows but they had in order to get more get new stuff out there that they use old stuff that was clearly not for the target demo say five years prior yeah Mm. so it seems like what the cops and the cheaters of that network kind of kept the viewership on a consistent basis so that they could try more experimental things or more things for like the back in the day when arena and cinematech were the actual shows they they couldn't afford to just have the whole network be that it sounds like not just that but it actually brought in the viewership because cops and cheaters were two of the most highest syndicated shows at the time cops being on for damn near excuse my language uh for years maybe (laughs) you can swear no one cares (laughs) but by that time cops has been going on since Probably that late '80s, early '90s. So, yeah, and this more. is like the 2000s right now, and it's still going strong. Like one of the longest running TV programs ever, still highest rated viewership. So it was just like they, the channel already owned the rights to those, and they're like, man, you see Spike TV showing it, and other channels are showing it. They're like, you're getting the viewers, and you already got the male, you know. 20 late 20s 30s and up who still watch these shows so what do you do we need more viewership you got an untapped potential these older males are still gamers of sort so what you do you you bring that in and you have those people watching it not only that those people have wise wise watch you know those those shows too you so you have the women demographics so that's extra so that's really why they, you know, they they brought those shows onto the network because the demographic was there and it pulled in new viewership and it did and thus why we they got more funding to do stuff. And it sucks because you're like cops and cheaters. Ah, you know, I wouldn't watch that. But then in doing that, we got Ninja Warrior. 
and Ninja yeah. Warrior brought in a huge spike in ratings and stuff like that because you had MXE and you know Americans already love that, but now you got Ninja Warrior, which Siobhan, is Siobhan, you're forgetting uh, some of the big ones at the time. Well, which ones? Like Hurl? No, I'm kidding. I don't think Hurl was a big one. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was a. Okay, first, can I just say something about Hurl? Go ahead. It pr- prior to the previous year of like they launched it right out like either right, I think during their E three E three conference or E three uh, coverage. I mean, yeah. The year before they had done a similar thing with Code Monkeys, and Love and it, it it blew up, huh. and Hurl j- just. Flopped and I don't know. Hurl, Hurl just seemed like a bad idea to start with. <laughs> <laughs> like in all honesty, like I, I, I love a lot of people that were uh, on that show. I, that was what that was Jessica Chobot and the young man from Jackass. Are you thinking uh, of G Four Proving Ground? Ooh, am I thinking Proving Ground? What was Hurl? Yeah, that was... Who, who who hosted Hurl? Because it was the it was Ryan Dunn from Jackass. I'm pretty sure, and someone else. No, that was um. G4 Proving Ground was 2011. Hurl was 08. I remember her. Oh, yo. Okay, yeah, I'm off. I am so off. Oh, my God. I don't know what I was thinking of. Well, in any case, (laughs) just the whole idea of, you know, uh, the whole point of the show is to watch people vomit. And that's that's not something people like to see. Yeah, Proving Ground is definitely the one I was thinking of. That's not something people want to see. That's the type of thing where if, like like Cops, for example, no one is watching Cops because they want to see someone throw up. But if a, if some type of shit goes down and someone throws up live on Cops, that's a story you tell your friends. You're like, holy shit, this crazy thing happened on Cops where this guy threw up all over a cop and it was weird. But you're not will, tuning in for that. Yeah. I will point out some things that were brought in as a result of like that, like gaming centric shows that were brought in as a, like because of like the fruits of their labor, mm-hmm. uh, and two thousand five uh, video game vixens. Oh yeah, that. that's another thing that's heavy on this archive. A lot of video game vixens here, and erotica expo visits. It's just a lot yeah. of that. <laughs> I mean, it 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 was interesting, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, Again, they they had G four underground. Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong. That was like the after midnight portion of the channel, right? Uh, that that was the it was more like sixty minutes hosted by Morgan Webb. Oh, I forgot about this. G four underground. I'll have to look into that. Yeah, that's probably in these archives too. Oh my yeah. god, there's so many yeah. tags. <laughs> and then E three two thousand seven, they announced that. They would be. They were going to partner back up with Victor Lucas, and bring back Electric Playground, yeah. Hell but yeah. only as only on the web. Yeah. Mm. Like not even full full episodes. It's just podcast stuff. And the, the funny thing is, Victor Lucas is still making like television content now in Canada, which is crazy. Yeah. He's been doing it for about twenty five years. Because yeah. isn't G four? I think G four is still syndicated in Canada or something of it. Of no, like- actually, I can answer this too because i i've watched a lot of uh con i watched i wasted i waste my time Go ahead. <laughs> so tech uh when the te- g4 tech tv merger happened the channel was chain was sort of like when the when it went from g4 tech tv to just g4 that didn't happen in canada canada because of 
like rules and regulations and everything. Hmm. And Electric Playground was, or the channel was like a what the big part, like the big group in control was Rogers. Yeah. In uh, Canada. Yeah. They wanted to add a uh, new, or they wanted to basically do what the American people, the American folks did. But they brought in shows like uh, the IT Crowd. Uh, okay, things more appropriate for the network. They ma- they brought back Leo the Port and did the Lab with Leo. Nice. Oh wow! Okay, they really went ham on that then. But then things started changing, and at the end of 2015, the contract that Victor Lucas had with G4 Tech TV ended. Like they let it end, so they could focus on hockey. Mm. Which I just <laughs> wow. That's so Canadian. <laughs> I know, but I'm going to like, that's on brand with Canada. I see that. Yeah. And one of the things that G- that uh, Victor Lucas mentioned to Tommy Tallarico on one of Vic- one of the episodes of Vic's, Playground, uh, Vic's Basement, mm-hmm. Electric Playground and uh, Judgment Day were the last, were basically the last, like, they were the highest viewed. They, they, they were, like, the top show. On that network before the hockey came in? No, I'm, I'm. I mean, on, on G4, G4 yeah, right. oh, in America. Oh, G4. Okay, okay. Huh. I love Judgment Day myself, so that makes sense. Yeah. And when I first when I first saw on Twitter, uh, when Javon put just said he said something about he made some comment about uh, Blair Herder being like when they when they announced the AMA for tomorrow. Hmm. I just instantly remembered uh, Tommy Tallarico saying. Uh, like saying that they that G four should have made like brought on Victor Lucas to be like the programming head. Oh yeah, yeah, I agree. The man does video games live, like one of the biggest video game concerts ever. <laughs> exactly. Oh boy. Hey, there's still a chance that he could come back. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I would hope so. And it it's kind of crazy, like going back into like the um. The uncertainty about this is how even G4 coming back was all was done because not even some of the big people who made G4 what it is knew this was happening. Yeah. So that was kind of very disheartening to me from my... Which, uh, which time? What happened? Uh, apparently G4, there was uh, two years ago, there was a, there were plans, there were people trying to bring it back. Mm-hmm. I remember that. And they got denied by comcast mm-hmm. or or as g4 fan or the on the g4 rewind boards call them com crap yeah like com crap that like i said to me is super disheartening because to see people like i said i grew friendships with who helped me do a lot of cool stuff on g4 who did a lot of programming you know first me being excited and then they're being like oh okay i didn't know this what the hell's going on it was like oh yeah. Oh, that's not cool. It's like you took their baby and without them, you just took it for yourself. And you didn't, you know, like there was no like, hey, guys, you know, we want to get some of you guys on and to talk to you about it. You know, so can you help us with this? So that to me, you know, seeing people like Sessler and Will O'Neill and just Kevin, Ke- Kevin but I think he knew. But I don't yeah, he, saw, he knew. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He had on his uh, he has a pod. He had a podcast called Pointless Podcast. 
he uh, had bunch a bunch of people from G four on. He had yeah, I remember it. Uh, Sarah Underwood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, uh, uh, yeah. Can- I remember Candace Bailey. Mm-hmm. He uh, Adam Sessler, Morgan Webb. He actually had Charles Hershorn, who was <sighs> the first. Who was like the he was both he was the Neil Tiles of G four when it first launched. Huh. Like he was he was one of the big factors in getting it get like making sure that it happened. Yeah, I'll be damned. But he mentioned like the one with Sessler. Yeah, they that do was a cold good one. O- they do cold opens for it. Yeah. And it's Sessler it's Adam Sessler saying now I'm now I see people saying I miss G four, I miss G four. Where were and you? And I wonder where you and where were you when and like Basically saying that the people who now say I miss G four weren't even watching it at the time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is so the case, man. And he's he's right, and I feel that too. You know, I mean, I watch when I say I watch daily. Like, come home from school, all right? Make sure I got G four. Oh, TS, AOTS comes on at seven o'clock. Watching that, yeah, homework, all that stuff. So, you know, he and I, I remember that podcast, and you should definitely uh, link that on onto chat yeah. because it they both went into a lot of especially what we're talking about now they went into detail because you know they have more authority they were there and you know even talked about when Cecil talked about when how he pretty much got um fired from x play and that was kind of you know hearing stuff like that wait that when was adam got fired yes they, oh my basically, god huh they sneak. They sneakily did it. When you hear the story about how that went down, you're gonna be like, "Whoa!" All right, I'm gonna look out for that one. That, yeah, that it, if I find the link to that, that will be in the description for y'all listening. Yeah, and it was most. If I remember correctly, it was mostly like the higher, higher ups that did that. It wasn't the G4 people. Yeah, and then he even says, and I remember the the episode where you see it because he knew for a while, like he heard ramblings, but he knew, but. You actually see uh, uh, one of the episodes where he's doing X Play live. He looks out into like well, how they're recording to the crowd, and he sees the execs, and you see his face drop. Uh, and God, and then the rest of the show, he's just like whatever. And he's like, at that time, I knew, and I remember seeing that episode. I'm like, so I so he was like, what? And I saw him just like, wow, someone's suspicions were correct. So, yeah, but uh, like I said, it's just. It's it's very disheartening to see like none of like a lot of these people didn't know and it was to see their reactions was heartbreaking man because I'm like these are the people who made G4 G4 so why are they not a part of this why weren't they asked or consulted and like it, 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 you know especially veterans so that's why when I was like oh Blair Herder is gonna like have a big part I was like Blair's cool don't get me wrong but I'm like how is he being picked over a lot of these people. You know, I know some people are busy doing the schedule or whatever, but you, you, you get what I'm saying? It's yeah, kind of like I he, get it. He's new alum, close to the end of the cycle. so Yeah, he's definitely kind of new like, blood. Yeah, so it's kind of like, why does he have this hard, this high positioning? Like I said, I'm not trying to knock the man. The man's a great dude. I met him a few times. You know, he's done a lot for the G4 brand, but it's just kind of, it's one of those weird off-putting things, even just knowing why g4 is coming back and who's in charge of g4 and who's with the person in charge of g4 is so much you know there's a lot of red tape and politics that go on with making shows and doing stuff like that so it's kind of like the more i kind of read about it and just i'm just like "Mm, 
man, this kind of sucks. I'm still going to watch because, once again, of G4, I'm, I'm going to support them. I'm a gamer, you know, nerd, all that stuff. So this is, you know, what I want to do. But it's still just kind of like my heart goes out to the people who create the content and made G4 what it was. And for us, and they gave us so many memorable moments to not be able to share in said moments and to not seem like an asshole, they kind of got to be neutral about it, you know? Uh, but yeah, on the inside, they're like, this fucking sucks because this is my baby. This is my family. This is something I spent years of blood, sweat and tears making and putting together to be the best thing in the good and in the bad. And it just kind of feel like I just got slapped in the face and blindsided. And yeah, that's that's what's going on. So, you know, Sessler saying, oh, OK, what the hell is this? But then being like, you know, hey, look, you know, G4, hey. So it's it's like I said, it's kind of disheartening to see while also trying to be very, very happy. <laughs> it's going <down. laughs> I mean, I feel like a lot of that is motivated by the fact that Blair Herter, because he came in so late, he yeah. barely, or people who came in during his era, barely got to even call G4 home. Yeah. Like, they were there for maybe two, three years, and, you know, they came in, and they didn't want to, I, I feel like there was kind of a stigma of them pushing in the old, pushing out the old guard, when yeah. it seems like, in retrospect, it seems like, oh, everything was falling out anyway, they just fired the older people first, I guess in a yeah. desperate attempt to try and grab that more youthful market is what I am kind of gathering from it. Um, but the thing is, I, I think it's, um, I think it would serve them well. It seems like because Blair and people of that era had such little time with G4, they had more of an incentive to try and bring it back. Cause in the case of Adam, in the case of uh, Kevin, I'm sure both of them are like, all right, they, especially Adam, like G4 did him dirty. Yeah. He's going to move on. And he's putting that in the past where other people have more of an interest in trying to revitalize that brand because it not that it meant more to them, but but they had more positive emotions about it. Because yeah. so, I know yeah. Kevin's been trying to restart that for a while. I know at one point he was trying to buy it to to mm -hmm. get it started. And I know he did his own little thing, you know, his own little station. So. Yeah, the attack. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. And I'm, that literally, was on on, I'm literally on the... Uh supercreative.tv yeah. as, as you're talking about this. And he was a big reason why Twitch pretty much got a lot of viewers because he moved over there and he did stuff and he did shows. And I know he's still doing his thing. So it, it's kind of like, yeah, you know, I know Sessler, he wasn't, like you said, I know he's been trying to get out of video game journalism and stuff like that, but he still dabbles and he does his little thing right there. But, you know, you still got people like, you know, Morgan and stuff who are still going on. But, you know, mm -hmm. like you said, you it's a new generation, so you got to get new people and do stuff like that. But it would still be very nice to see a lot of the old guard have some type of uh, play with it. Because, like I said, they made it. If it wasn't for them, yeah. we wouldn't have G4. It wouldn't be what it is. So, you know, it's kind of, like I said, it's a mixed bag. It's a very yeah. mixed bag. And I'm sure, I'm sure if they know... I mean, they have a whole year, so if they know what's good for them, they're going to hit up the old guard, and I, I doubt many of them are going to have, like, a show, because especially yeah. for almost all of them, I don't know what Morgan Webb's doing nowadays, but... Uh, mm -hmm. If I recall, she's she's working with, like, for... Or she's, she's working at a game dev. Oh, really? 
That, yeah. Okay. Because I know she, her and Adam, they used to come back for the Bethesda conferences every year. So, you know, they're still around. Yeah. But I, I can't imagine they're still doing the exact same thing that they were doing. Because for a lot of these people, they haven't been on camera since G4. They yeah. haven't, like, been in that. They haven't been doing that type of stuff. So I'm sure they're going to either consult some of the old guard or just ask them for advice. I'm sure they're coming back in some way, but I do think whatever this G4 ends up being, it's going to be a lot of new blood. Uh, And that's just kind of how it has to be. It's been almost a decade since G4 was a thing proper. Um, So, you know, no hard feelings on that. But yeah, I I really do think. And actually, another thing, just the last thing that I had written down here is I wanted to talk about. Um, if they bring in some new blood, I hope they bring in the right people. Um, yes. like, like we've already talked about bringing in these YouTubers and stuff to kind of bring their shows over. There are some like just personalities that I think they could really easily use in their content. Now, like, like Austin, Austin Walker, dude, Austin, I want Austin Walker to have his own show. Like dead ass. Like he was so good. Also, yeah. Also, I also want Xavier Woods to get a show. Yeah. It, Here's the thing. It, it, I want both of those things to happen, but for completely different reasons. Xavier Woods would be such a great host of something. Like, he yeah. would be a good, like, he wants to host, a, he was talking about hosting Arena. He'd be a good Arena host. He'd be a good something where the entertainment value is more of importance. Austin Walker, I want him on, like, you know how they used to do behind the actor studio? Yeah. Do that for game developers with Austin Walker hosting. That would be amazing. <laughs> Like, because I think Austin Walker is the perfect amount of, like, got jokes, but also very thoughtful about his perspective on games and everything. I think that would be remarkable. And I think that is just the type of programming that G4 could have the kind of because when G4, when this got announced, everyone was like, oh, G4 is coming back. Oh, the people didn't the host of that one show wrestle in a pot of beans in one episode. Like, you know, that type of stuff. That's the meme of G4. But, like, if G4 came back and said, all right, we're going to get Austin Creed in here, or we're going to get Xavier Woods in here to host the, you know, fun shows and all that stuff. But we're going to have some thoughtful things here, some things that you either can't get anywhere else or you can't get at this production quality anywhere else. I think that would really serve them well to get some people like that. Even I know Alana Pierce is working at Funhouse for the most part, so I'm sure she'd be tied up. But I'd love to see Alana Pierce do something like I had said this on Twitter, but um, I'd love to see a show where it's kind of like cheaters. But instead of it being cheaters, it's all the people who talk shit on online games. You go to their house and introduce them to the person they just taught that shit to. <laughs> so pretty and much like how they did on um, – didn't they have that like on MTV or something? I know like they used to – Bully Beatdown is kind of like that. Bully Beatdown. Bully Beatdown is that idea, but that's more confrontational because yeah. like I – the reason I think of Alana Pierce to host this is because Alana blew up a long time ago when she put that one dude on blast for talking shit to her online and then yeah. just sent the DMs to her mom or to the kid's mom. Yeah. <laughs> and so like I think – because she's so like – thoughtful and she's very a logical person like she is not no nonsense or whatever i just think her personality would kind of conflict with the more confrontational show because if she was involved it wouldn't be hey you idiot look what you just did you feel you feel like shit yet i think yeah. she'd be more like all right so why'd you say that like really think it out why'd you say that 
and then kind of have them take the logical conclusion to be like, oh yeah, what I said was kind of stupid. And now that I'm having to face it and look at it and examine it really hard, I am going to see that on my own rather than just being like, oh, you talking shit? All right, let's go, you know? Yeah, and and even going to that route and just in general with this whole G4 thing, which I, you know, I'm talking, like, you know, was thinking about what I definitely want to see. Please, let's get some minority representation. I, that is one of my biggest thing. I need a lot of more black and brown faces, especially Mm -hmm. black faces. Not, I'm not trying to say I don't want other races, but being a black gamer, it is super niche. To see yeah. black people reviewing or doing games, especially for a big syndicated or any of that nat- of that nature, and especially black women. Amen, it, man. It is. I, and people, I listen to the podcast like, oh, he had to bring it in, but I have to bring it in. I mean, it's just a fact, man. <laughs> yeah, it's a fact. And it's just like when, uh, Alan, you showed the video of Vin in uh, their channel, I was just like, oh, okay, cool. I see a lot of white faces, a lot of Asian faces. Okay, you know, a few Hispanic. I was like, oh, there's that one black guy. And you had to re-go and tell me, well, there's a black woman. And I'm just like, okay. But my yeah. thing was, there was just one. There's one black guy. There's one, you know, black woman. And If then, I recall correctly, it was... Mm-hmm. Of course, the it's the black guy, the black guy is the one who's doing the fitness. Yeah, and like that's another thing that bothered me. Yeah. I'm like, all right, so we got a black guy and he's doing fitness. Okay, so like that can't like JRPGs. We gotta be working out. Yeah, it's like that's kind of a, a racial stereotype about black guys. It's like we're always in the fitness and the sports, and you know, it's true. But we we are we're nerds, and that's one of the biggest things I have to see because I don't see it a lot, and especially in the nerd realm and. Black people are one of the biggest, if not the biggest, consumers of tech, anime, and a lot of stuff like that. Not saying other Bro. races don't, but we spend a lot of money on these things, and we are the least represented. Like, straight up, for as much as anime and video games and all that stuff is a cross-section, as much as those fan bases are similar, there is no way that G4 can come back and tap into any anime stuff and not put into consideration the fact that even before her, there was a lot of black women watching anime, but yeah. Meg The Stallion has like made that mainstream in a way. For people who don't know Meg The Stallion, she's a rapper. Um, she's great. But she talks about how much she watches anime all the time and has like made that a mainstream thing for people where I'm sure a lot of people in certain communities don't think of that being the same. Like black women don't watch anime. Like yeah. those stereotypes yeah. aren't the same. No, that is definitely something that is happening. And yeah. I hope... I hope they take that into account for not just anime, but for all the stuff they're doing. That's why I said, like, I'd love Austin Walker to be on there just because a lot of the people might think, okay, uh, black people playing games, what, Call of Duty, Madden, maybe NBA, and that's about it. No, people, black people like all types of games of all different genres. So it'd be nice to get some representation into those other sections of gaming culture just in general and or just nerd cultures in general so i hope they lean into that yeah i I really do like i said because you know even when g4 was back out in a day it was still like very rare to see you know a black host besides will o'neill yeah you know (laughs) yeah i remember him too 
you know, and maybe one or two other people and was just mostly, all right, white and other races. And it's like, okay. And just even myself, you know, even with the behind the scenes chat, you know, you know, I, I'm not sure if you guys know, but Flitz, um, who went yep. on to do Smosh games and stuff like that, really close friends. Oh. We did a, you know, a nerd uh, video game podcast and stuff like that in a uh, website, Nerdiest Kids, rip out to all those guys from NK. But we did like a whole bunch of stuff, you know, felt camaraderie and like, it, look, there's other black people besides me, which I knew, but on the online space, here's a lot of other, you know, black and brown faces of people I know. It's like, we're here too. So it's, you know, you got kids like, I got nieces and nephews who, are pretty much gamers now they love anime and stuff like that and you know they're getting into the streaming and wanting to do stuff like that they need to see people like them on screen because i tell them about me used to do stuff on g4 and they're like what really like my cousin when attack came out and had the show on disney he's like i'm watching attack and stuff like that i was like <laughs> pretty much attack is attack of the show and the guy kevin Pereira, who, who was you know made this show i you know, I met him. I got to do this and do that, like a lot of gaming stuff. So they're like, you know, it's something I can connect with them with. You know what I mean? So I, mm-hmm. I, I need that. You know, of course, you want to have the uh, uh, LGBTQT. Oh God, I hope I, I always L- freaking butcher that sometimes. But you know, LGBT. definitely, you know, you want to mm-hmm. have that representation as well. You want to have a lot of more women, non-binary. You know trans mm-hmm. whatever you may be you want that on there because the times are changing you know they also yeah. play games they're also people that i know that Dude. do stuff with so you know there there's so much that with what's going on that d4 needs to have on there and i want them to but definitely like i said because of who i am and you know what i represent i definitely definitely need to see more black spaces and black faces in the gaming uh, and nerd entertainment industry because we are very, very unrepresented. You can just see it online and Twitch and, you know, their main streamers, all white people. And there's a lot of... (laughs) Yo, it has been, especially like the last couple weeks, especially like in the kind of funny community, it's been a a talking point, this type of stuff right here, because... Yeah, there's nothing wrong with Kind of Funny. Like, all those guys are great. I've met a lot of them, damn near all of them in person. Like, everyone at Kind of Funny is great. Um, they hired their first woman in uh, Joey Noel, and she's effectively their secretary. Yeah. <laughs> like, she, she of course, does a lot more than that. She pops up on content and stuff, of course, but she isn't, like, one of the main people. And, you know, that's by the, that's by her choice, but that's kind of what it is and then we finally got blessed this year we finally got a black person working kind of funny that's also and exciting. everyone hates him <laughs> not everyone hates it well actually i i see i see a lot of th- like threads in the in the kind of funny uh facebook group about like people not like people just not him like or imran well yeah but nah imran i don't understand the well, I understand the critiques of Imran, but that's also bullshit. <laughs> it's, yeah, for, well, I'll stick on Bless first, because for Imran, I like Imran a lot. How, mm, how, how much, because I didn't actually know about all this stuff on Facebook, because 
I used to be a Facebook mod of the Kind of Funny Facebook group, and then at a certain point, I was like, this is going to take up too much of my life, and I'm trying to run a website, too, So, <laughs> and, and be in school, and go to actual work, and all this other stuff. But long story short, for Bless, apparently, yeah, there is a lot of critique of him, on the, or just hate on him on places like the Facebook group. I know on the subreddit is where I see a lot of the vitriol for uh, Imran and Bless. Uh, but yeah, for for in the case of both of them, they're here and it's like cool you're here but like you know there's still always blind spots and it's less that um because yes i'd love to see them i'd love to see them hire you know some type of lgbtq representation for kind of funny as well just like i want to see for g4 because then that would instead of it being oh as a white guy here's my opinion or as a cis guy here's my opinion like then you could have that opinion to refer to without having to go external all the time or to just be ignorant on that perspective I think it will be good for that company to have all types of uh, perspectives in there. But in order for that to happen, the community has to be welcoming. That's the thing. Yes. And Mm -hmm. we've already like I've been seeing I've been having to like call out a lot of people where on on Twitter and stuff where if we invite like I know, um, Lord have mercy, I'm going to forget their name. Uh, I want to say Adrian or Aiden. I think it's Aiden. I don't want to say their name wrong. But uh, they popped up on the show before, and they, or maybe, in any case, they've had some kind of rough patches there, because she, they, they are non-binary. See, I almost did it. Um, <laughs> but in any case, um, yeah, like, they've had some issues with uh, trying to be on the show, and some of the community members not liking them and all that stuff, and other people have said the same thing. Um, I know famously, or maybe not famously, but just like an undertone, uh, when Veronica Belmont came on a long time ago, like back when they yeah. were still in the spare bedroom, she came on, and for whatever reason, the community just did not accept her, and she pretty much got ostracized, and even some of the stuff with uh, the, what is it, the love, what's the sex show that Tim and Nick do? Um, love and sex stuff thank you love and sex stuff uh they had some episodes where they collaborated with some people and i know some some of the collaborators they had on that just got totally just pushed out and i do feel like a lot of that toxicity is from you know some of the older original hosts that were there maybe kind of maybe some of that dust is still left around um but just in general I say that for kind of funny because it applies so much to G4 to where if you're going to bring these people on, you better make sure that the community you're fostering is going to support them. Yeah. Because, it, it, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, yeah, they just got to make sure that community is there because the community of G4 right now. Yes, we're all nostalgic. Yes, we all love that stuff. But we got to make sure we love the right parts of G4. Yes. And, we, and that's what I was mm-hmm. when I was thinking about when you were talking about, you know, the whole Alana Pierce thing. I was kind of like, that would be great, but I would not want to put her in that situation of going to yeah. houses because the it's already toxic enough. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, the nerd spectrum, especially there's a lot of stuff going on, and I'm pretty sure you guys already addressed that, so I don't want to, you know, throw that there. But you, you know, like you said, the space needs to be welcoming. They G4 coming back, and this, I mean, goes with the puppet. What they also need to do, they needed to make it where these personalities and these people are safe when they go, you know, to wherever they need to go to when they're online, where you are quickly that you you're not so 
worried about your fan base and your viewership that you would tell somebody to go fuck off. We don't want you here. Because I know that's where, like, a lot of kind of funny in other spaces, you know, they see comments and they just let, let it slide mm-hmm. or they'll say one little thing yeah. and they don't. And, of course, don't... it's not everyone, by the way. It's yeah. not everyone in the community, but it's just enough people to where it's, it overshadows it's, the rest. Yes, it's, it's more it's... than enough because, and mm-hmm. I'm sure you can attest to it, us being black and yep. being in the gaming anime nerd sphere, we get pushed out a lot and we don't really voice up because there's people who if we like something like nope you you can't do that or you're not like that especially when it comes to being dealing with cosplay in the anime community where all right i cosplay my this character oh you're not that character because that character is not black and you know a lot of people mm-hmm. get ostracized for that and in my mind i'm like you you know that character you guys is. can say white people i'm fine i'm okay with that <laughs> <laughs> well i mean well, but but the thing is it's not just white people it's other races too hispanics and asians you know being around the community i've seen it all over but, yeah. you know, I just have to mainly say white people because I see it from them more. And it's just kind of crazy because I'm like, you know, that that character that you're trying to tell a black person they can't cosplay is and you're cosplaying. They're not white. They're actually Japanese. They may look white because of how the Japanese see Western civilization. But their last name isn't American or uh, European. So, yeah, mm-hmm. you might want to shut the fuck up about that. But <laughs> back on topic, I feel like. G4, when you're, if you're going to do that, especially when I said, like, interacting with the viewership, you need to let that be known off-grip the first day. We will not be accepting this, 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 this. We are all about inclusion from every race, every gender, every uh, sex, whatever whatever you are. You are a gamer. You're going to be a part of this community. We are a family. We take care of each well, other. We will not be having none of that crap. I think the best way to do that, though, is to because it's really easy to just put out a statement and just make that like, oh, yeah, we are doing this. We're doing this. But you would be able to say that without saying it. If the first people you see on a show is a black woman on there, a non-binary person on there, um, some black people, like if these are your leading faces and that's the first thing people see, they already know, Okay. This I can't crack the same jokes or if you if you're one of those trash people that, you know, they they can only be a white person for you to have any type of agreement with them or to even listen to their opinion. You're cut off at the knees right there and you don't even come through the gates. So I think that would serve a lot where sure you can. I'm not saying have no white hosts, but I'm saying like if if the first faces you're seeing are someone of that ilk then you already know kind of inherently they can't be like that you know yeah so it's like you either get on board or you just kick rocks yeah like so, yeah that's yes. the whole thing there yeah so, so definitely yeah, hoping... we, mm-hmm. we we like i said definitely needs to be safe it needs to you you gotta you gotta do it and make it a, a even like make don't even make the ratio perfect you know hey look we got this 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 so you exactly. give the opportunities out there, and it's just not like so people can be like, "Oh, well, they're pandering." It's like, now nah, we got, you know, you got a black man, you got a, a black woman, you got a white dude, yeah. white, or you know, you got have some a little bit everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So to make it even, make it fleshed out, and let's also vet people. Let's get people who know a little <laughs> let's, bit. What let's not Chris Hardwick about. ourselves. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let, let's. I'm not even gonna say let me vet people, but let's get people who at least know something. <laughs> Let's not just get, oh, this person's a pretty face, so this can get us viewership, because... That was on MTV. Yeah. Yeah, that was MTV, certainly. They they did that, and it was just kind of like, 
all right <laughs> okay yeah all right not yeah, saying I... names but you know <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we could say names. Here's the thing, man. If you got the passion, you don't necessarily have to have all the expertise. But if you got the yeah. passion, that makes up for a lot of it. But yeah. you could tell on some segments on G4, the passion ain't there, the expertise ain't there, and it yeah. makes you question why they're there in the first place. Yeah, it's just um, like you just got a pretty face and yeah, it brought in viewerships and it kept it there. But I'm just kind of like, mm-hmm. yeah. Like you I say, mean, and, can passion. I can I give an example? Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. That that I when I say it, I know Javon is gonna he's gonna know it in like a millisecond. Uh, E three, what the E three that Twisted Metal Black was announced. Okay. When uh, David Jaffe was interviewed by Olivia Munn. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. She's she's not like there. The interview was very awkward. It got to the point where David Jaffe asked, uh, "Is Morgan here or anything or something?" Dang. Yeah, that's true. And rough. yeah, it was not pretty. Yeah, that's yeah. You here's the thing. I'm not gonna say that like you know she shouldn't have been, she shouldn't have had her job or whatever. But it's the case where if you can sense that something like that's gonna happen, like go ahead and put someone on that beat. Who cares? Like yeah. it's the it's like if she if she, all she wants to do is host that's totally fine let her just host if someone i'm sure there's someone out there on that g4 staff that would have killed to talk to the man who who created god of war or was swiss metal black before god of war one i want to uh, say it was i don't remember in any case the guy no, who it was yeah it was the ps3 version of Twisted metal so oh so see so right there because i think black was yeah. psp right Oh man! Now black was PS2. Black was okay. the last PS2 Twisted Metal. Okay. Um, well, oh, man. before I'm, head I'm on the gamer. PSP port. Okay. But in any case, yeah. If I'm sure they should have enough care to get people who have the passion for the very specific things that you're asking them to do. Don't just put people because that's what they mess up on other shows where, um, like Entertainment Tonight you just have very generic questions yeah. <laughs> and that's kind of what entertainment tonight is like that's just what the show is but the questions are going to get very generic at a certain point if you don't have someone who is super into that specific director or that specific actor you got to have specific questions otherwise you're going to have a very throwaway segment and considering this is going to be an online form i feel like there's less room for them to have just throwaway stuff because on tv you need to fill that time with something so you could have a lot of throwaway like okay that 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 interview wasn't great but it'll take up five minutes um but here even if it's on twitch even if it's a continuous live stream on twitch or something like that this needs to be every single moment someone can click off yeah someone could have changed the channel back in the day but if they if there's no one watching you can have zero viewers online where on tv it was much harder to do yeah so well they have more pressure to just like make sure things are passionate make sure the content's good on a consistent basis there was a rumor or there there is um, um it's a rumor i'm mainly thinking mm-hmm. about is that this whole thing is gonna either be on peacock Ooh, like the nbc streaming service Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they currently have uh, American Ninja Warrior, American Ninja Warrior, and Code Monkeys on there. Hmm. They really. Ugh. You know what? I. Mm, I could see that happening, but the thing is, I don't think it would serve. Like, if they put okay, G4's back. Here's 
a new here's a season of attack of the show <laughs> on on peacock that wouldn't make sense maybe it could make sense in the way that they do um what's the hassan minaj does a show on netflix uh the patriot act yeah. if they do it like that where it's like not live necessarily but it's like weekly and they put it on netflix instead of putting it as a bundle of episodes then that could maybe work but if this is gonna really go off g4 they're making content that you could very easily get from a lot of youtubers from a lot of twitch people from a lot of people elsewhere patreon half the people on patreon are making the type of content that g4 would kill to have or did have so making someone sign up for another streaming service just to watch this content that you could get for free from other personalities doesn't make too much sense but i could see them doing it as a uh Cause doesn't Peacock have like a free tier where you can watch a lot of stuff for free? Yes. Yeah. So if that's the case, then I think they could do it that way and have it like be a live streaming thing where it's always on. There's always something on, but it's free and there's like no barrier to entry. I think that would make sense. But for the love of God, don't put this behind a paywall. Cause I love G4, but I'm not going to, I wouldn't subscribe to like a G4 (laughs) subscription service. Like most people didn't even have it as a channel because it was an extra add-on in the cable package so you know if that already failed you once lower the barrier of entry on the second time around and that's exactly how i felt when alan was like oh well when he told me but i knew at the same time like oh it's gonna be peacock i was like don't make us pay for this because i i was like as much as i love g4 i'm not paying to watch this on the peacock channel like i said um there's you know and and i hate to be that asshole to say that but i'm like how I feel there's so many other channels and other people that are already doing that. So I, I can get that even though it won't be the same, but I, you know, cause isn't Vin doing it for free as well? Vin. Yeah. I think Vin's literally just Twitch streaming, but we should give context for Vin. Um, we've talked about Vin previously on the podcast, but it's basically the G4 competitor. Um, another streaming service where they're going to have like video game related content. Sasha Gray has a show on there and stuff like that. Um, that's coming out literally next week. So we'll see yeah. what that's like. And we might talk about that on a future episode of the podcast as well. But yeah, I, I mean, I, if you guys want to could they mm-hmm. have like a, they have uh, certain days mapped out. Yeah. I have that tweet up right now. <laughs> nice. Yeah, they have, what is it? They have different shows that they're going to have on Wednesdays. Um, they'll have Welcome to Vein, The Download, Guest House, and Vein Arcade Live, um, which are different shows where they're talking about like news and gaming, uh, just straight up live streams like with the Vein Arcade, Guest House, where they're bringing different people from the industry on. Uh, then Thursday, they're going to have Looking for Gains, which is that workout show we've talked about where it's hosted by the black dude, but it's the only black dude hosting a show. Um, but w- I think one of the people on Welcome to Vane is a black woman, so yeah. um, a little bit of representation there. But after that, Friday is Sasha Gray's show, Gray Area, which I'm excited to see what that even is. Like, I have no clue. Is it just a talk show? How's games involved? Like, I'm just interested to see what that is. And shouts out to Sasha Gray for getting her own show. From even, um, from even where, how it sounds like Gray Area, I think it's definitely going to feel like it might teeter-totter on... And not safe for work, but safe for work stuff. Because mm-hmm. I'm Actually, like, I, what happened? I saw, I saw the trailer for, or I saw a, she posted something on Twitter about it. It's mainly gonna be like an advice show. 
Oh. So pretty much she's doing with um what's this uh this uh the chick from uh G4 um oh my not sorry excuse me not the chick um the the Olivia what's her name? Munn Sarah Underwood no 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 it was a sex column um advice thing with um, oh Anna David Anna David I, that's how I feel like it would be something like that of that sense because you say it's an advice column so it's gonna be like relationship stuff and she, of course she used to be a you know a porn star so I feel like it'll go with stuff for dealing with sex and a little bit of that stuff. I'd I love assume. like something like knocking boots coming back with, with people who are actually professionals. <laughs> yeah. That would be that would be really cool. But yeah, they so oh, and the last two things they have on Vane. Uh Dare Package, which is some type of game show, and the Sushi Dragon show, which seems to be some type of personality driven variety show. Not exactly sure what those are, but we're gonna find out what that is next week. And we'll that Vane is kind of the biggest competitor to what G4 could be next year. So yeah. we'll see if Vane plays out and ends up being good content or what that even ends up being um we have a couple months here before g4 starts really becoming a tactile thing again um to see what vane does and we'll, we'll be keeping an eye out on that but yeah man uh clearly we are passionate about g4 this is one of the <laughs> already this is one of the longer episodes we've had last week's episode was just under two hours this one's blowing past that but oh, it wow. is fine <laughs> It is fine because we had a lot to say, but um, we'll just uh, go ahead and start getting to the end of the conclusion here. Um, yeah, G4, we hope it comes back in the right way. We hope it doesn't do any of its people dirty. We hope it has more representation that is actual that is actually accurate to the people who play games and enjoy nerd culture. Um, and yeah, we just hope they do it the right way, man. Like I said, Blair Herder was a solid dude. Uh, and I'm sure he still is, so... Uh, I, I have faith oh, that he'll breaking, go to the right people. Breaking news. Oh, oh, what's up? Uh, the Venn countdown to launch is Wednesday, August 5th at 11 a.m. Pacific. So. Mm, shoot. By the time you're listening to this, y'all, it will probably be out. So <laughs> go watch Vane, y'all. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for G4 to come back. But as we've said, there's a lot of issues they need to sort out. Yeah. And, and a lot of things that they need to fix before they come back on. So, yeah, fingers crossed. Any last words on the return of G4 as a whole? Um, I'm, like I said, I'm just excited to, you know, that the brand is coming back. I'm excited to see where this goes and, you know, everything that happened. So, you know, very, you know. Still have reservations, but uh, I I have nothing but uh, good vibes and good thoughts for them. And yeah, it's good to see uh, an old love come right back into our lives. <laughs> Amen to that. Get me on the show, uh, please, guys. I would love to be on it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you got you got more legitimacy for getting on that show because you already had the connections. But hey, uh, Mr. Uh, kind of Funny Prom King would like to be on there, too. Or hey. I guess Prom Prince because I lost. But whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how about you, Al? Uh, any last words on the G4 uh, thing? <laughs> uh, I don't know if you guys have seen the meme that's been making the rounds. Hmm. It's uh, basically the scene from Revenge of the Sith where uh, Vader is asking, where is Padme? Is she safe? Yeah. Someone just did that, but instead added, where is Morgan Webb? Is she safe? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, my dog's going off. Let me. Sorry about that. Oh, no, you're fine. We're all at home. That's just how it is. Um, but yeah, that's funny. Uh Morgan Webb's another one where I hope she 
I hope they consult her on this too. Because <laughs> yeah. a lot of people, Morgan Webb and Olivia Munn, having them be some of the first faces you saw on that network, some of the biggest, most prominent faces, that really did a lot for uh, female gamers out there. Yeah, it, it made them feel represented, and I've seen a lot of stories of that resurface with the with the with this announcement of people saying how important that was to them, and I think that can only be a good thing if they continue that energy onto you know other races and non-binaries and uh different uh gender identities and all that stuff i, I really hope they really expand that so yeah the, the, the crazy thing is that like when g4 went off the air for in 2014 mm-hmm. the last thing to be shown was the first episode of x-play yes so morgan webb is like can, can be it can be said that she was the first and last thing that people saw of G4. Mm, damn. Her and Adam Sessler, I guess. Yeah. Oh, wow. So, yeah, I feel like it would only be... I think it'd be really cool if they came back and the first thing you saw, since it, clearly Adam and Morgan are still friendly, what if something from them was the first thing you saw on whatever this new G4 thing is? <laughs> that would be... Even if it's a one-off thing for the opening of the show, I think that would be incredible. But... Time will tell on that one. Like I said, we have pretty we have so many more months ahead of us. They said it's coming out in 2021. So we'll see what that ends up being. But we're all excited. We just hope they do it right. And speaking of doing it right, let's go ahead and get this housekeeping segment <laughs> done so we can uh wrap up the show here. This was a this is probably one of my favorite episodes that we've recorded. I'm just saying that right now, because we really <laughs> got impassioned. We had a lot of good insight, a lot of good stories. I'm happy with this episode. Um, I'm happy to be a part of it. You know, really some OG4 glory days. Yeah, man. Good shit, man. And of course, I know I knew Al. I was like, man, I I was ready to pull the string on Al's back and watch him go with all the G4 stuff. And you just brought it out of him even more. So, (laughs) yeah, man, like I said, um, you know, I know we're closing now, but definitely, like I said, G4 and, you know, when it uh, when they the the, excuse me, I'm just kind of getting emotional a little bit. I just thinking That's about right. it, but um, <laughs> just when the announcement came, you know, so many emotions hit through me because, like I said, it's, you know, when it first came out and stuff, you know, watching is like, all right, great programming, but then the the connections and the people mm-hmm. I've made along the way while being a fan of the show, that's what you know it meant so much to me because. You know, like I said, I met Al, I met John, I met Marlon, I met Davon, I got to meet you and Adnan and a whole bunch of other people, you know, uh, from, you know, Alan's... How dare you forget Love Assassin. Oh, Love Assassin, I can't forget him, my man. You know, like, I, I've met so, so many people, you know, that I can name off, but, I, you know, I know we don't have time, but those connections, you know, you guys are like family, you're like brothers, and I can all, always have that because of G4. So if I can have that, I know other people will be able to have that too. So that's where, you know, you know, the passion and everything comes in because it brought a lot of us gamers who probably felt like we were outsiders or we didn't have a community and people to talk to because games and the market where it is now was never where it was back then. Mm -hmm. If it wasn't because of G4... The sh- sh- streaming games and knowing about Twitter and knowing about YouTube, we wouldn't have known. It wouldn't have become like this big explosion of tech and yeah. different things. But G4 really showcased a lot of that. G4 showed people that 
you can make money off of gaming because for the so long, even I, you know, even myself growing up in the late eighties, nineties, and stuff like that, and even early two thousands, oh, you're playing video games, ah, oh, you know, you people got downplayed <laughs> for loving to play video games or loving to watch anime and stuff like that. But now you see where the world is because of stuff like before IGN, but mostly before because it was, it made it. You know, they went to Comic-Con. Most people didn't know what the hell Comic-Con was. Yeah. But, you know, or even E3. But they really showed, they brought it out. And they made it more mainstream to people that we could connect and we can do these things and love these things. And it's okay to do that. And, you know, to be a part of this community, you know, there's good and there's bad. And, and that's, like I said, that's why G4 means so much to me and so much to many other people. And that's why it's good to see this resurgence and of, of it, because, like I said, without G4, the Internet where it is right now would not be where it is. Yeah, it, it would have taken a different path, certainly. So I I think that's fucking beautiful. <laughs> so here's here's hoping they can make lightning strike twice in the same spot with that. So. Yeah, yeah. We'll see. So, um, so yeah, as we go on to the housekeeping section, um, we'll just shout out a couple things that are going on in and around the site here. Um, one of the things that I see here, we got a new recap for June 2020 from Graydon over here. Um, ooh, I remember seeing that tweet. I will mention that yes. in a minute. Uh, <laughs> Al just shared the tweet of uh, Olivia Munn hanging out with Ke- Kevin Pereira a couple months back, and he, she was like, "Should we bring it back?" Hashtag attack of the show and everything. And shoot, I know both of them are probably not doing too much. So, yeah. shit. If they want to, I ain't gonna stop them. Um, but in any case, uh, we have a new recap up on the site. Uh, Graydon Webb wrote that one up, so go ahead and check that one out. Um, he's talking about the Steam mobile app, which I, what is he saying about that? I'm gonna check. I'm gonna check that out and see what's up with that. Um, and so we got that going on. We also have uh, you, Al. You've done two things here. Uh, of course, a new episode of the Win Podcast is up. Episode twelve is out as of as of us recording this. Episode twelve is out. By the time you're hearing this, thirteen will probably be out. So the latest episode will be in the link there. But um, also, when this announcement of G4 returning came back, you straight up put up a, a reacts to that announcement. So um, go ahead and look that up for our raw emotions. Um, and that will be exciting as well. And then I'm probably going to put a link to all of your remembering G4 pieces. I'm just going to put a link to that whole series of pieces that you've put out. So that'll be in the description as well. Um, as for YouTube... Um, I've already said I'm going to have links to the Adam Sessler episode of Kevin Pereira's Pointless Podcast. And also, uh, you just sent me a link for another one. Uh, Charles Hershorn. Yes, thank you. Charles Hirsch- Wait, how do you say his name? Hershorn? Uh, that's how I say it. All right, well, Charles's episode, he's the founder of D4. So uh, you can look up that episode for more information on the behind-the-scenes stuff of there. Um, I'm going to have a handful of clips from Javon being on the show <laughs> so you can see what's up with him. Because um, I had uh, Al, you sent me the one of the eyebrow thing and also him being on the loop feedback loop that one time. So you can see those for more context there. Um, and as for stuff we're just making, um, I am putting so I said on the last episode or one of the last episodes, like I said, I'm posting these kind of out of order, but um I said I was going to stream some of the game demos in the uh, Summer Games Fest that Xbox was doing, 
And as of recording, one of those is out right now. Uh, Raji, an ancient epic. My gameplay of that is out right now. You can see that on our YouTube channel. I'll link to that video. But the rest of these should be out. I'm going to try and put one a day. One of these videos is going out every single day until, you know, all 10 of them are out. So be on the lookout for that one. I had a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun with that stream. That stream was a good stream. The quality of the videos came out well. I'm super happy with that stuff. So look out for all of that. And um, what else do we have here? I see you got a little. Uh, actually, let me make sure I'm looking at the right thing. Um, okay, yeah, I see Al. You got another uh, series coming up here for a new Telltale game. Do you want to talk about that? Yeah, I started. All right, during the during the while that we were waiting for waiting to launch the site or we're doing do, do the relaunch i decided to play a bunch of games and capture as much footage as, footage as i could so i have uh telltale guardians of the galaxy that that lp is up right now on the channel mm -hmm. and the first the first episode is up or the first part of, the, of tangled up and blue is up right now yeah uh this on by the time this comes out, part two will be up. Mm, yeah, that's correct. <laughs> yeah, this and is about a week from now. Hopefully, I'll be able to be. Hopefully, I'll be able to make more uh, Star Trek Evolution videos because I just jumped back into the, into making those again. Yep, I saw you just uh, one just went up. I think actually today. So uh, go out and look for that one. That'll be in the description here as well. And I also did a two the first two levels of. Straw Humans uh, remaster. Yep, another good one. A lot of Story All Humans content is going up on the site. Because <laughs> you did the first two levels and then I played the demo, so we're about to get a lot of that going. Nice. So yeah, good stuff, good stuff. Uh, anything else? Oh, or, or Javon, do you have anything you want to pitch to? You know, whether it's off-site, on-site, anything? Or just your Twitter, <laughs> anything? Uh, yeah, uh, right now, man, uh, I'm not doing much. Uh, I'm trying to get back into streaming. I want to get back uh, as of now, no, just you know, and for Alan because wait, 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 wait. Uh oh, uh, can you, can you just spin a yarn, a classic yarn? Oh, I, I was gonna do it for you, brother. <laughs> I got you, <laughs> dude. Trust me, I'll be. When you asked me to be on the podcast, I was like, Alan loves when I do this. When I shout out my Twitter handle, so I gotta do it. Classic. Um. So if you, I mean, hey, if you guys want to game with me, you can find me on um, PSN uh, under Arabian underscore Nightmare. That's A-R-A-B-I-A-N underscore N-I-T-E, not N-I-B-H, uh, Mayor. Uh, if you do add me on there, please uh, say, hey, look, I heard you on the podcast, so you let me know where you're from because like an unknown number, if you just add me, I, I don't know who the hell you are, you're not going to get at it. So there's that. Uh, but oh wait, I'm not. I'm not supposed to do that whenever people front front request me. Oh, I mean, I mean, that's just me. <laughs> I'm that guy. I'm like, who are you? What's going on? <laughs> but I mean, if you want to follow me on Twitter, I'm sometimes funny. Um, I post a lot of peacock videos because I have random wild peacock that I don't know about. Yeah, <laughs> that's the most random sentence I've ever heard. <laughs> they, they are. No, he's not. He's not kidding. I've seen the videos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's not one or two. I damn near have about thirty. Or more, and somewhere randomly running around my neighborhood, and they just had babies, so there's that. But if you want to find me on it's Twitter, you can find me to the U, to the Z, to the A, to the M, to the A, to the K, to the I, to the J. Uzamake! 
I want to plug you guys, even though I'm already on the podcast, but I love these guys. I've done things with them every so often. I do want to do more, but we're Please, by all means, guys, show them lots of love. Tell friends about it. Plug it. Retweet Facebook, Discord, wherever you find uh, Players Club and the rest of VGU. These guys, whatever they're doing, please give them love. They definitely, definitely fucking deserve it. Uh, so, yeah, that that's pretty much all I have to plug, for, you know? Not much, but it's a little something. Awesome. I appreciate the love. It's all Always. mutual, man. Yeah, and I appreciate the, uh, I just appreciate everything, man. This has been a great episode. Both of y'all have just knocked this shit out of the park. Hell yeah, man. It's been really fun. Yeah, man. Good vibes overall. Uh, and speaking of all, we don't want this podcast to take all day. So we're going to go ahead and wrap it up now. Um, I want to go ahead and thank you guys for listening. Uh, hopefully you enjoyed that G4 conversation or just the whole episode overall. Um, thank you all for rocking with us. We'll see you in the next episode after this. And uh, today I've been joined here today by Alan Mia, The podfather. Father, <laughs> uh, Javon. I I don't know if you want to say your last name. Oh, Javon Javon McNeil. Yeah, Javon McNeil. <laughs> yeah, and I appreciate you both. And I've been Emmett Watkins Jr. And as I always say, keep it real, keep it real. Adios, y'all.